Greetings, stowaways. It's Future Jason. This episode comes with a content warning for mention of suicide. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, uh, where a handful of mad actors will uh, probably drown miserably while attempting to survive the uh, turbulent waters that are Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as ever, your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, uh, joined in uh, joined uh, via telepresence today uh, by Robbie Bellicom, and in person by Sam Burns and Ellie Sparrow. Not Sparrow. <laughs> Hello, how are we all? We're in Devon. We're in Devon. With Sam. I'm not. Yes. Robbie's not in Devon because we hate her. No. no. Don't be uh... joking. She's just working lots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> More than the rest of us. Yes. yes. Uh, today, yes. Today, He's actually uh, the only working actor present right now. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so we're, we're, we're sorry uh, that you couldn't be here, Robbie, but uh, on the plus side, you have a career. Yes. Yes. Very glad about that. <laughs> oh, a job. I don't know about a career. <laughs> Being an owl is a career. <laughs> Some would say it's an odd career choice, but it's certainly definitely a career choice. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Uh, oh. So, the um, yes, as, as mentioned, we are recording today in our guest location of Devon. Uh, and as ever, I'm going to give us a brief moment for future us to do any announcements or advertisements. Future Jason here. This week on Robbie Watch, you can catch her in Bournemouth until Saturday evening. She'll be in Cheltenham the following week, so if you're in Bournemouth this week, you can catch her in Awful Auntie. That's pretty much it for this week, but remember that you can follow the party on our globe-trotting maps, available on our website, flintlocksandfireballs.com, and on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, and past us, we hate you too. God, I hate future us. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of pillars, yeah, aren't so they? They're so smug. Like, listen to how well they're doing. Ugh. They're just lording it over <laughs> us. They just forgot how much trouble we went through to set up this crazy guest situation here. Oh, yeah, don't get me started on to technical describe problems. To you the recording setup that is happening. <laughs> so me and Sam are on the floor at one end of the room. As we should. We be. have a DM screen in between us because our character sheets are full of spoilers and we can't look at each other's character sheets and we're sharing a microphone on the floor with my laptop on a chair because that's the only place it will connect to the internet so we can all hear each other. <laughs> and Jason is at the other end of the room but uh, I'm at the end DM of a screen. comically long dinner table. Yeah, on uh, his own. <laughs> on my own. A long dinner table and we're just sort of staring at each other from completely opposite ends of the room in this very, very artificial way. <laughs> it's very strange. You are functionally in a different room right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there yeah. is actually a dividing wall between us. Yeah, I mean, not a full one. Like It's, it's like, like yeah, out. I'm staring at you through a proscenium arch. Yeah, uh, it's very atmospheric. The DM yes. is very powerful yeah. from down yeah. here. But, um... There will possibly be pictures on the social media, because by the time you hear this, we will have one of those. Yes, yeah. we will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, with that out Hopefully of the way. With thousands of followers. <laughs> Indeed. With that out of the way, I'm going to bring us in. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcimere. 
No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our party, uh, having successfully uh, evaded aerial attacks, made their way to the uh, port town of Pader's March on the edge of a certain amount of swampland. After being uh, interviewed per se by, or at least contacted by uh, multiple parties seeking their aid, one a fairly cut and and dry uh, game hunting mission for cockatrice parts, the other two of certain moral dubiousness. Uh, the party ventured into the swamps, surviving uh, the uh, lightning sand, uh, encountering twig blights, uh, but no ROUSs, uh, and successfully managing to bag some cockatrice heads. The party were met by none other than Olga Gristleguns, the witch of the swamp. After some conversation, the party agreed to carry a letter for her back to the mayor of Pader's March, Mayor Merton Off, in exchange for a price of three healing potions, a letter which would, uh, purportedly at least, uh, formally end the contract the mayor had with the old hag. In addition, the party made their own bargains with uh, Olga to varying effects. <clears throat> it is now coming past sundown. The three of you are making your way back through the swamps of Pader's March. It's at least a two hour journey back to town. Assuming you wish to brave it through the night, um, which, given the exhausted state of some of you and the actually increasingly unwell state of one in particular, may or may not be a questionable choice, if you would like to proceed, I'm going to ask one of you to make a survival check to lead Did you we have time for a short rest? I'm going to say you can take time. time now for a short rest. You Should you you make a it a short rest? distance out of the away from the clawed hand house and just plop down on a log and breathe and panic. I can do this on the rest if we do that. Let's we use hit dice. Should we do that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Okay, so <laughs> Celestia is going to sing a pretty mournful song. Um, about somebody being carried away on a ship and uh, you're all if you use a hit dice you get another d6 because that's a song of rest lovely yeah and it's it's a very like despondent song it's not her usual style That was a waste of an eight because I'm only down two hit points, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's all back good. up to full anyway. So, cracking. How are you doing, Rob? Uh, yeah, full. Cracking. I was only down eight, so. Okay, so after your uh, much-needed break, for bearing in mind the uh, harrowing ordeal you've experienced, respectively. <laughs> You begin to work your way back through the now very dark uh, marshes, 
Can I please ask for a uh, for a survival check? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's going to be twenty-one. Okay. <clears throat> At one point, as you work your way back through the uh, uncertain marches, uh, working your way through the swamps, the mangrove trees up ahead, you very nearly cross uh, a small uh, sort of, sort of quite a, almost like a large stream uh, on the uh, on the handy log in the river, but just in time, causing you spot uh, the telltale back of an alligator lying in wait and uh, successfully evade having a leg bitten off. <laughs> oh, good lord, that would not have been fun. Let's go around this one, guys. <laughs> you are able Aye. to make it back, however, uh, with... Oh, it's so past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with only about uh, two, and a half, two, two and a half hours of uh, journey. By the time you return, it's probably coming up to maybe 10 o'clock at night, you know, like a little before or after 10th bell. But you do make it back into town. Corzin, you in this time have started to find yourself sweating. Uh, you feel cold and shivery and there's kind of a still a leftover retching sensation. Can I ask you to perform a medicine check, please? A medicine check, okay. Yes. That's going to be an 18. Mm. It's, you're a little afraid of um, <clears throat> the... I'm going to say the conclusion you come to, but having thought about it, yeah, there's, there's not really much other possibility except what you think it is. Ordinarily transmitted through uh, being scratched or bitten by uh, diseased rats or similar... You think that uh, the egg you swallowed has caused you co to contract filth fever. It's a disease that you're familiar with. Um, <clears throat> it's not completely uncurable. Um, you have known of cases where people will survive by sheer dint of uh, physical constitution, but there's about a 5% survival rate without treatment. And unfortunately, the only treatment that will work is some sort of magic uh, potion or spell to remove disease. Uh, while a mundane means, to, uh, a simple mundane means uh, to cure this uh, disease does exist, uh, penicillin won't be discovered for at least another century. Uh, so <laughs> you are, yes, you're, I'm afraid you are shit out of luck on that front. Yeah, but if. Uh... If Celestia happens to uh, go down with it, she's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I, do I have some sort of immunity? Or no, it's just you'll live that long. Oh, true. Actually, yeah, I will. Well, not with... Elf. Not with Phil Fever, you won't. You know that uh, this has a chance to kill you over the course of a week, depending on oh. its progression. All right. So it's mm. one to get... Uh, get sorted as quickly as possible. There are still a few uh, lights uh, on in the town here and there where people are burning them, well, burning the late night oil at least, certainly in the tavern. Okay, uh, so is it sort of midnight ish? Mm, like I say, it's about 10 in the evening oh, okay. that people um, are starting to go home to sleep if they're, if they're out of the right. tavern. Others I am 
Just going to keep an eye out and see if the apothecary is by any chance still open. Uh, fortunately, yes, uh, she is. In terms, there there are a couple of uh, buildings that have the light on that you can see. Uh, the uh, garrison, of course, this coastal fortress. The shrine to St. Mananon, there's a light on in there. And indeed, as well as uh, the uh, mayor's house, the apothecary's uh, hut does have a light on in the back. It seems that she is working late. Well, we're going to have to go there in order to um, uh, collect on the cockatrice anyway. True. Um, I'm going to roll to see if I notice you looking bad because I'm just. I'm basically yeah, rolling. Yeah, okay. how, how much do we notice? Medicine this? check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Can I do an insight check to see if I. Oh, that's a natural 20, which um, is like no, the most boring natural 20 I've ever rolled. It's a medicine check I'm rolling to see if I can tell you look ill. <laughs> I roll a natural 20. <laughs> I don't even notice you're ill then. Yeah, uh, Corzin seems to be instinctively hiding it a bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can tell the pallid sweat, the fever, like there's signs of an oncoming fever. Um, you have you because it was a natural twenty, although you don't have training. Um, yeah, I wouldn't you, know exactly what it no, is. No, you you have once seen a uh, you did once see a slave uh, come down with filth fever, and uh, they just uh, it was easier to just uh, kill him quietly with poison than bother to get magical healing. Oh god. Because it was going to kill him either way. Gordon, how are you feeling? You look um, not good. Oh, well, um, still got a bit of that, you know, um, bad aftertaste in the back of your throat. No, you're, you're like Grey and sweating. Uh, Is he? Yeah, I've I've seen someone looking like you before, and their prognosis was not good. Um, you're a surgeon. What can we do here? Any ideas? I, Anything? I think if it's if it's what I think it is, then uh, our best chance is going to the apothecary and hoping she has something. Okay, um, let's get there right let's now. Do that then. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You head uh, directly to the apothecaries. The door is closed, but knocking on it um, is about 30 seconds uh, before you hear... And uh, the same uh, halfling woman, long blonde hair, uh, she's uh, actually... She, she appears to be in... Um, it looks like she's wearing her uh, her sort of bed clothes, but she has a hastily thrown over uh, robe on top of them. Does she have hair curlers in? Uh, ooh. <laughs> Somebody is asking the important question. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but the three braids she had it in before have been unbraided for bed. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's currently holding up a little uh, you know, candle on a candle holder and sort of pinks. Oh, oh, hello, hello. Uh, you recognise, of course, Emmelina. Uh, yes, oh, oh, you're back already. Uh, come in, come in, come in. <laughs> Best to get these as fresh as possible. And she welcomes you in. Um, sorry to bother you, but it's not just about the cockatrice heads. Um, our friend here has quite the problem. We were wondering if you uh, knew any way to help. I think he can probably explain it uh, better than yes, I can. Yes, uh, well, come in, come in, come in. Um, sit down, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, uh, I'll get you something to drink. Uh, and she comes uh, quickly, comes back with uh, three small clay, um, just uh, ceramic cups and a pitcher full of uh, what appears to be ale, like thin ale. Right. 
rather than because no, um, fresh water is a bit of a premium brand here. <laughs> Corzin drinks it quietly. Okay. Uh, if you could just, uh, she holds up the candle. Okay, touches the bottom of your eye. Could you look up for me? Side to side. Okay, she takes your pulse. To, to a pile of, okay, stick out your tongue for me, please. Uh huh. After about five, ten minutes of checks. <sighs> did you. Did you come into contact with any large rats, perhaps? Of unusual he ate size. An egg. An egg. He ate, yeah, it's it was gross. It was a sort of super gross black, red, glowy egg thing. Um, had a sort of little tadpole. I haven't heard thing anything like that. Look, but... I know what this is. I know what this is. Just, uh, do you happen to have any arcane purgatives? I don't understand how you got this from Nick, but yes, let's be forthright about this. I believe you have filth fever. And if you know what this is, you know what that means. Yep. <coughs> Unfortunately, I am I'm entirely out. The last time I made any was months ago. The garrison holds track of that. But... Okay, first things first. Do you have the cockatrice heads? And how yes. many? Um, yes. How many do we have? Six? Uh, two adults. Five? Uh, three babies, wasn't it? Oh, that's fine. The babies will work. She kind of looks them over. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Okay, so putting the sack to one side. Right, well, with that in mind, then yes. Uh, the good news is uh, I can make you a potion that would, uh, that would have a general disease restoration of the arcane variety. Uh, like, I'll, I'll do that, you know, no charge for the labour or the materials. The problem is... Okay, how much do you know about the division between alchemy and chemistry? A reasonable amount. Go on. Yeah, so as you know, um, whereas a chemist uh, exploits the physical properties of different chemicals, for instance, the interaction of uh, charcoal and sulfur and, uh, 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 and saltpeter uh, allows us to create black powder, uh, that is an example of chemistry. Alchemy... Uh, is a little different, although classically alchemists used to perform both. Alchemy is the, uh, I hesitate to say art, it is a science in itself, of preserving magical effects from natural sources. Uh, for instance, the uh, uh, magical uh, petrification ability of a cockatrice's beak. Uh, there are certain herbs and plants and other creatures that you could take. Uh, for instance, there is a potion uh, that can temp uh, that can, for a limited time, uh, hold the restorative and regenerative abilities of, say, a troll. Uh, now, if I can get hold of a uh, piece of a creature or plant that with uh, that sort of hyperactive uh, and magical resistance and uh, curing, uh, curative powers against disease, I can brew that into in a potion for you in about four hours. The better news is, I think I know where you can get one. Where? That is good news. The bad news is, there's a reason I don't normally send people off to this. Okay, um, there is a type of uh, carnivorous plant uh, called the strangling rose. Uh, if anyone wants to see if they've heard of this, you can make a nature check. Right, yep. We'll do. I have not. Oh, neither of us have. Nope. <laughs> okay, no, you've never heard of this before. 
I don't think I've heard of roses. I rolled so badly. <laughs> we both rolled a, a two and a four. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a one. Oh, wow. Well done, guys. You're, you're nice. thinking, you're, you're like, Scamp, you're imagining like just like a, like a rose, but with such a heady scent that it makes your throat swell up. Uh, <laughs> okay. The strangling rose is... Uh, uh, have you encountered uh, or uh, things like twig blights or, or vine blights before? Yeah, we, yes, we, we, yes. we okay. met some twig blights right. quite recently, actually. Mm. They burn real good. <laughs> they do. Okay, similar um, policy there. By the way, nobody got over a 10 on their nature check, did they? No. We rolled a 1, All a 2, right. and a 4. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, they... Are usually they resemble very loosely a large rose bush, and they do have rose-like flowers. Um, they're a distinctive sort of uh, blue uh, type of rose. Uh, very pretty. They use it to lure in prey. It tends to smell quite nice as well. Uh, but as with all sorts of uh, mobile carnivorous plants of this type, their goal is to kill large animals and then sit on the remains, essentially, and digest them, use them for nutrients. Uh, you get them a lot in swamps where there's not a lot of uh, good ground. The strangling rose, as might be expected, strangles people. It tends to engulf them and crush them with its uh, vines and its thorns and just hold them until they are strangled to death. And then once they stay still, it will just wait and consume them. Consume how if it's... They will... Uh, I believe it exudes a sort of digestive acid, but over a very long time. Mostly it just lets them rot and then puts... Like uh, and spiders. Then puts, yeah, oh, it puts feelers into that's them. That's properly grim, isn't it? The, uh, I know the location of one strangling rose, uh, and uh, she actually pulls out... A, uh, and she, she gives you some very specific directions because it's on the list of no-go areas. Uh there have been attempts by travellers and by some soldiers to uh, capture or destroy this particular strangling rose plant, and they have, for the most part, not returned, which is why I would not send any most people out. And I certainly would not send you out to try and kill it or destroy it. The good news is the strangling rose does possess this sort of uh, magical resistance and curative property against disease of all kinds. It does not suffer from any sort of disease. Hmm. And that is transferred into its seed pods. Now, the seed pods, um, they look, they're not, uh, unlike the bright blue roses, uh, they are a sort of dull green. And they're about the size of... Um, I'd say about the size of a turkey's egg, so a little larger than a chicken egg. Um, and she kind of mimes the size. Uh, and they look quite similar. You're looking for something like a large green egg on a stalk. If you can get that egg, that seed pod off, all you need to do is retrieve one of those and bring it back to me. And that is enough for me to make a potion out of it. What's your price? Is it just the cockatrice? No, no, the... Like I, the cockatrice payment's already been arranged for that. I'll pay you for that in a moment with uh, one that I prepared earlier uh, of one of those potions. Uh, they, I'm doing. I'm happy to do this. Labor is free. I, I like you. You've, you've done me a real favor by bringing me this many cockatrice heads. Uh, I just don't have the material myself. Thank you. We appreciate you um, putting yourself out like that. These uh, strangling roses 
Can they move independently? Yes. Uh, the, not the roses themselves. The whole bush moves as one. Uh, they're, from what I understand, they're a little slower than you or I would be able to move, and certainly slower than uh, uh, the, the elf or the dwarf uh, would, be, would be able uh, to move at. Um, uh, so you can outrun them, but the problem is that they, 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 they do shuffle much faster than you'd expect. A question. The seed pods, are they fixed or do they move with the bush? Or are they, uh, they move with the bush. Eye? You will need to cut one off or get one off. Okay, somewhere. so they'll be on the bush. Basically. Yes, yes. Okay. The, bush, the bush should have several seed pods. Mm-hmm. You just need to get one of the pods off as intact as you can and uh, bring it back here. I, I again I strongly encourage you do not get an extended sort of fight with this thing all you need is one pod Cut because run. yes it would otherwise it will it will likely kill you if you try and get an extended fight with it okay um right you are well uh I suppose that's what we're gonna have to do tomorrow morning then mm-hmm. yeah or <sighs> And we could do this now. We only have to do our other thing by midnight tomorrow. It's dark out. We're in no fit state. You're right. I forget that dark is a problem for other people. Um, yes. Tomorrow morning. Should we just go bang on this door and deliver the letter now, though? So just so it's done. Yeah, we could. I mean, I am wary of this curse. Yeah. Up to you. I don't trust the, the the witch. I mean, that sounds obvious. Don't trust the witch. Let's deliver the letter. And I also don't out. trust the mayor, though. And if he goes crazy uh, on us, we're also while we're discussing this, the, uh, the uh, alchemist um, Emelina does quickly count out for uh, count out forty five uh, gold crowns for you. Uh, as payment for the three baby heads and for the two adult heads she passes you a small vial of anonymous looking grey sludge as I say uh, coat a coat a, a weapon such as a blade in this uh, or an arrow or a bolt but not a uh, not a bullet uh, as I said that, that will deactivate it should be good for one shot and she passes it to you um, I will and again, I'll, I'll, I'll write this down for you guys, uh, but whoever takes it, the uh, basic statistic for that is it is an injury um, poison, uh, although it's technically a magical effect. It, uh, it triggers a constitution save versus DC 11. On a failure, the target is restrained and starts turning to stone. At the end of its next turn, it repeats the save. If it's successful, it shrugs it off. If it succeeds, it turns to stone for 24 hours. I think Corzin should take that, because he's the one that uses knives yeah. the most. Yeah. We're all a bit... Well, frankly, you're, you're, you and me are sort of spells, and I'm also gun. Like, I've used a rapier once the entire time. <laughs> I've got a small knife, and that is all. <laughs> You've got a small knife in your hands. <laughs> yeah. And your sorcery stuff. Yeah. That's quite yeah. enough, thank you. <laughs> okay. You, um, so, what do you guys want to do from here? What do we think, guys? Um, do we wait until we've had a break to do everything, or... 
mean, the oh, most urgent thing is... shove the letter in his you. hands and then just run away. We could pop That's a terrible idea. If he's uh, still up and about, yeah, I don't see why not. Let's go. There's no reason to assume he's going to do anything to us. Um, if well, anything, we've made his life easier, haven't we? He sent us in there to kill this thing, and we've come back with her demonstrably not dead. No. <coughs> There's that. There is that. But we did break the deal. We did. Um, Possibly. I I don't know. I, I have a feeling in my waters. What if we get caught there and we can't go and get your plant that you need? What if that takes ages and the witch steals a small child? The uh, location uh, that she's marked out is about an hour's travel away from town. Right. An hour's travel. It's an hour's travel. So, so assuming you assuming you got there and got the seed pod you needed and made it back, it would take you around two and a half to three hours total, depending on how much time you spent searching. That's your okay. estimation based on what she said. Right. Definitely something to do in the hours of daylight. Yes, definitely if we're travelling. It's just... I mean, you saw that alligator back there. Mm. We got lucky. Mm, we did. We did. We shouldn't do that at yeah. night. I mean, I'm... Frankly, I'm fine at night, but... Until clearly nobody else is because grabs. your eyes are all stupid, so... <laughs> My eyes are great! <laughs> you can't... The sun goes down, you can't see anything. How are those good eyes? I can see just fine. Yeah, You may be able to see in the dark, but anything smart's going to take you out first. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I suppose you're, you're right there, actually. Um, anything that knows you can see in the dark knows that we can't. Yeah. I can. <laughs> you, you can a bit. I can a lot. Okay. Under dark, but you can see better than everybody else. Right. Anyway, let's go and go to the mayor or go to bed. Either way, what are we doing? Up to you. Flip a coin. Um. Yes. Okay. Out of character. This is a D four. Okay. So no. Yeah. Or we'll do D twenty because that's always more fun. So this is a D twenty. Anything what below a ten? Oh, I would say odds and evens if it's a. Odds and evens. So odds, we go see the mayor. Right. Evens, we go to bed, right? Okay. Yeah. How does that sound? Obviously, this is all OC because we're not yeah. sat there yeah. in character rolling in 20. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Okay, we're so that's So I think we're going to see the mayor. Right. Shit, let's hope he's not annoyed with us. Right, let's go. Okay. The boss of SDA gets any more impatient. As you head out uh, towards the mayor's, it happens to coincide with a point where. Um, the tavern is actually opening up. Uh, the uh, the Wilker's Joy is, you know, its doors are opening and a large crowd of people are starting to come out, uh, making their way back towards their homes. There's a bit of a slightly convivial atmosphere. You can hear a couple of sailors. Uh, these seem to be mostly locals. Maybe a couple of sailors still from the... Uh, uh, fr- from are the still drinking? Rent. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a <laughs> long... have been drinking since 10 this morning. Yeah, it's a different shift for the most part. Although you, think yeah. you can see semen salts still in there, unsted- very unsteadily. Oh, semen salts can't be looking good by this point, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she, she, she usually wins the drinking contests on the ship. But, She's uh, hardcore, I'll give her yeah. that. Um, She's got hollow legs. Yeah, but it's mostly, mostly so. different crew. Um, and there's also a lot of the locals as well, the local fishermen and workers. So most of the population, of the crowd, I'm going to say like 90% is uh, locals. And they're making their way out, again, kind of unsteadily uh, in places. But there's a convivial atmosphere. You can hear a couple of them arguing about uh, the 13 years war and you know whether Bright Hall should get involved in the current conflicts with uh, between Seoul and Syria and all of that. And you're, you're mostly filtering it as noise. Uh, but they are actually walking more or less the same way to you, as a lot of houses are in the same area as the mayor's. Um, and you end up, you find your way to the uh, mayor's house, and you can see that in front, in a sort, there's actually quite a large sort of open space in front of it. Uh, several tables have been dragged out in preparation for the festivities in the mor- you know, tomorrow. Uh, the guards remember you, kind of give you a nod. Hello there, yes, there. Uh, you're a bit late. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. We've got a we've got a letter for the mayor. We ha- it oh. has to be delivered in person. Oh, I see. Part of right. the contract. That's quite right. Uh, well, wait here, would you? And he knocks on the door, and uh, a few minutes later, a kind of uh, very haggard, elderly-looking uh, male human comes to the door. Oh yes. Um, oh, is there people? Ah, oh, yes. There's a there's a letter for uh, for the mayor. It has to be delivered directly. Oh, well, I'll go get him. Turns around and you see his elderly servant. Such Chinese whispers. <laughs> so many people all telling each other to go and get me. And you're, you're, you're actually left waiting at the doorstep. And um, the mayor himself uh, comes out and you can see uh, Clara uh, off uh, behind him, the little girl, kind of looking out, um, uh, peering out of curiosity. And you're, again, you're like, they're not letting you into the doorway, so you're standing slightly outside. And he comes out, uh, the, again, beautiful looking uh, Mert- uh, Mertinoff. Hello, hello. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Gunter there said you had uh, something uh, for me. Do Is it good news? He looks um, a little anticipatory. It is good news. Uh, we've got a letter for you. We've solved your problem. It's not quite how you expected it to be solved, but I right. think it should please you nonetheless. I hand him the letter. You press the letter into his hands. Yes. The moment it touches his <laughs> hands, the purple thread snaps, and the letter. I step back. I just yeah, like step back. Right and back. My hands the up. letter flip. Uh, uh, the, the envelope flips open, and there and and a letter starts to emerge. It's just held in midair for a moment. As you know, it's stuck to his hands. It seems to be stuck to his hands, and a booming voice. It's a howler. Oh my god, over, it's a fucking howler. Calls out <laughs> over the whole of town. Shit. Can I hide? As this is happening here. Hide. Okay, this I did not see coming. Dear Mertin Off, Mayor of Pader's March, I, the witch in the swamps, known commonly as Olga Grisselguns, do formally and with immediate effect release you from our contract. As it is well known that Olga Grisselgums does not lie, you can be sure that these words are binding. To be clear, 
I am releasing you from the contract that we made nine years ago, in which I pledged to cure you of your desperately ugly features so that you could win over the hearts and minds of those wretched peons, your words, not mine, that I might more generously call your neighbours. In return, you repledged to me your firstborn daughter, delivered safely to me upon her seventh birthday for whatever use I, the hideous witch in the swamps, might have for her. After all, you said, you can keep any other sons or daughters, so it isn't that bad a deal. Again, your words, <laughs> not mine. Oh my for God. the avoidance of doubt, I have enclosed the original copy of our contract, signed by your hand in your own blood. It can be found within this envelope, provided, of course, that you, Mayor Merton Off, are not currently trying to destroy it. No doubt such an action would prove highly suspicious. At this point, Merton, finding that he can't get his hand off, is desperately trying to rip the pages, but they're not tearing. People are starting to gather around the, the latecomers from the oh, pub. Gosh. They are staring open mouthed. Clara behind is open mouthed as well. Even the guards are looking as he's desperately trying to get rid of this. Parchment doesn't rip like yeah, that. The, the, uh, I would like to hide, please. Yeah, make a hide check. <laughs> I think maybe we should all. Um, as this is happening, tell me your hide check in a moment. Um, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, well, tell me anyway now. Uh, Scamp? Seven. Seven, okay. So Scamp immediately tries to just hide behind someone else's legs. Um, probably <laughs> probably uh, Celestia's okay. at this point. While the voice continues, audible across oh, the whole no. town. Unfortunately, oh. the painful and undignified death by drowning of your wife Ava, the most beautiful girl in town, it's not so many months after the birth of your firstborn, who, by the grace of the spirits, just so happened to be a daughter, did unfortunately preclude the birth of future children. So sorry about that. By the way, I would like to take the opportunity here to clear up a dreadful misconception. Your wife, Ava Off, neighbour niece, did indeed drown, but not in a fishing accident. Why? There was nothing accidental about it. Ava threw herself off the cliffs in an act of suicide. Why, you might ask? Why would a beautiful, lucky girl, married to the finest and most handsome man in town, want to end it all? Well, it's not the place of an old busybody like me to say, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> you see, she just couldn't live with the truth. More people are gathering in now. Uh, the mayor is just trying everything. He's gotten out a knife. He's trying to cut the letters. You can see there are more letters in than just the one that's being read out as oh. well. And oh, nothing is working. God. A little rumour happened to reach her ears about how it was you came by your dashing good looks. Perhaps that even the little old me might have had something to do with it. Well, Ooh. she tried her best to ignore them, but maybe there was something lacking in her marriage that just drove her to come and ask me directly. Out of curiosity, Merton, have you ever considered that if you'd been a better husband, she might not have done it? That if you were in any way a decent man, maybe she could have lived with the knowledge of what you are and what you pledged to me. Knowledge which, of course, I obligingly provided when she asked. I mean, it was her daughter too. She had a right to know. Why, if she really loved you, really and truly loved you, wouldn't she have worked with you to try and stop me? Found a way to cheat out of the contract? Or maybe she did. Maybe you didn't love her. 
Maybe she realized that you saw her, that you've always seen her, as nothing more than a prize, yet another trophy to be won. By this point, tears are streaming down Merton's eyes. Or maybe it was the realization that all of her feelings for you, up to and including the conception and birth of her only child, were the direct result of magic. Maybe she just couldn't live with the fact that your entire relationship, nay, both of your lives, were built on a foundation of lies and frankly the most distressing and downright evil form of magic, mind control. Which of those do you think it was, Merton? I'll give you extra points if you can guess correctly. And if you want to check the answers, you can read her suicide note. I've enclosed that with this letter too. Sorry about the watermarks. It took me a while to fish it out of the sea. Unless, of course, you've tried to destroy that piece of evidence as well. Whoopsie-daisy! Merton has gotten a tor- has gotten a torch and is trying to just burn this thing. Celestia's can... actually going to like start stepping back. Yeah, into the you crowd start stepping back. You can see looking around. She wants to melt back. People are starting to gather up like their belt knives. Some are just picking up like some of the chairs from the tables nearby. Someone is put, put get, the someone girl? is handing out fortune, torches. Looking around, uh, make a perception check. <laughs> Well, can I? Oh. I want to know where she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, okay, that's, that's actually really good. That's a 19 from yeah. me. Uh, no. No. Yes, also 19. Yeah, she's vanished from the hallway. Uh, she is not in the hallway. Shit! Good news! Can I try and get into the house and find her? Uh, you need to push past Merton and the guards, but you can try. Can I try? I'm really yeah, worried okay. about Make her. an acrobatics or athletics check, depending on whether you want to shove or, or weave past. By the way, this head and hand thing that I'm doing in real life is, like, happening yeah. Yeah. in yeah. character's list. 17! Like, 17. Oh okay, one of the guards tries to stop you. You just weave past... Um, I'm going to read Shit. the next bit. Do we bit. see Sa- Do we see Scamp going? You in? see Scamp running. I'm ah. going to read the next bit, uh, and then I'll tell you what's happening, Scamp. Oh. Still, good news. As mentioned previously, you are free and clear of the contract. You are no longer obliged to give up your only child to me for her tuition and protection. Of course, depending on where you were when this very convenient self-reading letter reached you, a lot of people might now have realised that she is in a very real sense the direct result of foul sorcery. But I'm sure she'll be fine. After all, the good citizens... Sorry, wretched peons is that... I think is how you put it, of Pader's March, are reasonable, thoughtful, and patient people, even-minded and even-handed, and certainly not the kind of people who would burn a small child to death at a stake just because her father is a manipulative cur and her entire existence was brought about by the designs of an evil, twisted, and very, very malicious and vindictive Hag. Okay, just I'm sure they'll let wait. her grow up just fine. Definitely won't come back to bite them. Yep. While this is going on, Celestia's going to start. Um, so I assume I've seen which way Scamp has gone. Yeah, Scamp has run Celestia's straight gonna in. Celestia's going to go round the back of the crowd and go yeah, whichever yeah. way she uh, saw Scamp. Red say, one, like around check. the side. Make a stealth check. I mean, I'm because really people have kind still. of got their eyes on, what, on what's going really on here. Really bad at stealth. The torches have come out. The pitchforks are coming out. Really bad at oh, stealth. That's an 11. So, um... I'm going, I'm going to try and duck and weave through the legs of people yeah. to try and uh, get after where this girl is. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, just going to try so and find so like another entrance the back. way in, That's that makes sense. Uh, okay, so uh, while this is... I'm going to say, yeah, acrobatics check for you, then, if you're, or stealth, either stealth. way. 
Stealth, yeah, stealth. You're gonna go. I'm gonna say they're distracted enough with that with an eleven. Yes, you are able to sort of slink away. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find like a window around the side yeah. so that I can yeah. find scamp. Fifteen. Okay, you are easily able to slip round. Uh, at this time, scamp. By while this speech has been going on, uh, which is not yet done, uh, you have been. You run in. Uh, you've been checking every door, and you find it in the kitchen. Uh, the door is being. Ha- uh, the, you can see that the uh, old man is blocking the door, but you, uh, door, but you push it open. Uh, and race past him, and you can see Clara is now just racing for the woods as quickly as, like, racing for the tree line as quickly as she can, like, tears streaming from her eyes, just just taking the opportunity to run. Um, uh, I'm going to say you guys come around and see this happening about the same time. Okay, I'm going to I'm following. I'm just legging it after You hear uh, behind you the words calling out, By the way, if you would like to consider placing your daughter under my capable protection, or if you happen to be listening, Clara, and you would like to offer me my protection, I am more than willing to negotiate a new deal. You know where to find me. Yours... With absolute sincerity, Olga Gristlegums. And as you are ch- chasing after this girl, you can hear the mob screaming and the sounds of shouting Ooh. and violence. Uh, the three of you... May have overestimated the villagers here. <laughs> yeah, the three of you are racing after this girl. She's got a bit of a lead on you already, with the servant having tried to block your way. And you can see just as she reaches the tree line, there is a large bird there, larger than the ones you've seen before. And you realise with the, with the, with the, uh, with the bat-like wings, this is a huge cockatrice. Uh, but instead of attacking her as it comes, it turns and presents its back to her. And you can see that someone has stitched a saddle onto this thing. In a moment of panic, she runs, she leaps on it, she gets one last look back, and you see her face is red, it is streaked with tears. And the cockatrice ah, just takes flight and begins to fly over the trees directly towards Olga's hut. Okay, Hunter's mark on the cottage. Okay, (laughs) your focus uh, uh, narrows in. Yeah, this thing, you now know exactly the direction of this cockatrice. I you am can follow it. going to try and shoot it out of the air. Okay. Oh, God. It's got a child on it. Yeah. How far away from the child am I? Uh, I'm going to say the cockatrice is taken into the air, so you guys are about 60 feet away, probably. And it's kind of gaining okay. on because it's doing nothing but double dashing. Okay, that will be a... Uh, Fifteen to hit. Yep, it hits. Roll damage. Okay. That's a uh, thirteen damage. Okay, it's it strikes dead on. <laughs> but it's just a, it's still able to reta- retain its flight. It's, oh, hang on, I've got uh, my extra hundred oh, yeah. damage. Okay. A further three damage. Okay, not enough to kill it, but it it begins to dip suddenly, and you notice it's as much part of the damage as trying to get fly low and trying you trying to use some of the tree cover to get out of line of sight of your shots. And you hear as the creature screams, the uh, Clara's screams are mixed in with it. Okay. Does anyone else want to try uh, try and take a, a shot or anything? Oh, at this I don't thing? want to hurt her. I step in front of Clara and go, "Hasn't she got more chance with the witch than she has if we leave her on her own in the woods?" I'm just gonna keep running after her. We caused this. We've got to make her understand. 
why we did what we did. Okay. She doesn't know anything about us, um, and I'm really concerned either she will die in the woods or the villagers will find her. At least this way she's got a clear passage to protection. I know the witch sucks, but... We have a boat! We can take her with us! And I'm just going to keep running. Yeah. True. Okay. True. <laughs> okay, I'm going to run after Scamp. Okay, you're running after Scamp. Uh, Causing, uh, I'm going to give you the chance to take the lead on this because right now, otherwise one of them is going to have to make the survival check to right, not get yeah, lost no, in, in the swamp too. because yeah. this is... The, the cockatrice can move faster than any of you can run. Yeah. So it's a question of trying to catch up to it over so time. This is a prolonged be... expedition for you. I have advantage, I believe, on perception yes. checks to find it. Uh, yes, and I'm going to give you. I'm going to get. I'm going to extend this to your survival check uh, advantage for the sake of this. Right, you're okay. essentially tracking it over a long period. So it's survival with advantage. Yes. Right. Mm. Fucking hell! Sorry, it's really awful being able to see what you can roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a ten then. Uh. You move as quickly as you can, but the, it seems that the path just happens to be, it's just filled with lightning sand. There are alligators at every turn. You duck, you weave, you dodge. The, all three of you are running full pelt. In fact, because of this, I need a constitution save from each of you to keep up to keep up a running pace for what well, maybe an hour. Natural one. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, 23. Eight for me. Eight, was that for yeah, me? Yeah, eight for me. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, Scamp, you can keep up this pace for, for ages, but the other two, they are flagging. Corzin's legs are shorter than everyone else's. Yeah. So he's and got filth fever. <laughs> also, yeah, the filth fever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's sweating, he's coughing and hacking. And eventually, you, you uh, knowing that you are going to get lost without Corzin guiding you, uh, as the more experienced tracker, you are forced to make it at the, at the sort of half-jog pace of the others. Still, though, you make the journey in 90 minutes. Um, can we see the cockatrice still? No. You lose sight of it. Only only causing his tunnel vision, uh, it like supernatural perception of where it is, lets him keep track on where the hunter's mark doesn't last for 90 minutes. I don't think. Uh, last for it's an hour. An hour. Oh, okay. An hour. Oh, it lasts okay. for an hour. You get most of the way, and by this point, you are damn sure. Like by that point, by the time you've run yeah. for an hour, you know where it's going. Yeah. You know exactly where it's going. Uh, on the way, I say, seriously, do you want to leave a little girl in the uh, the hands of someone who can do that? And I just sort of gesture broadly over my uh, shoulder, indicating the whole situation with the mayor. You're right. Uh, no. It's... I panicked because of the screaming mob, yeah. to be honest. Um, Understandable. I thought if we shot down the bird, we were dooming her to that. Understandable. So. But, nevertheless... This girl's quite right. We do have a boat. Yeah. The only thing he was really guilty of... <coughs> ...was being bloody stupid. Oh no, he's an arsehole. He's a complete arsehole. We should not leave the child with him. No. Yeah, I mean, he mind controlled a woman and had a child with her. The implications of that are literally terrifying. Yeah. But I know what it's like to be a kid on your own, and it's. We can't leave her to that. Let's go and get her then. Okay. There's another option. We take her to the Yarnfork. Oh, that guy's an arsehole too! that dickhead! I mean, he's completely insane. shit. 
I understand his point of view, but I don't see why he would look after her. He's Merton's child. He hates Merton. She's half Merton. Although I suppose they could bond over being fucked up by Merton together. But I mean, I think the best option if we're going to go and get her is to take her and put her on the ship if your crew would have any willingness to do that. Well, we're always I suppose, but... Although we'd have to hide her in the meantime, because we can hardly take her through town to get to the ship. One problem at a time. Cloak. True? One I mean, if you're happy to have stones thrown at you, people may throw stones at you and you always need. But, you know. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, they might be a mob. I don't know if I'm... Yeah, I'm going to avoid a mob looking like me, but... <laughs> at least the mob's not looking for you. By yeah. this point, you've... Uh... You know, kind of catching your breath, you made it to the clearing where you can just see the uh, the tree, uh, the cl- cl- grasping claw tree in the distance, and you can see that there is a light on in there are lights on inside uh, through the little round windows. You can just make through the through the gaps because they are wooden shutter type windows. The round door is partly ajar, and you can see the giant cockatrice is now resting in the branches of the tree. It doesn't seem to take offence at your appearance, but it's rather licking the wound that, uh, that you've given it. Is she there? Uh, you, she might be. You can't see into the thing. You can hear the sounds of clattering uh, from inside the uh, from inside the hut. She's definitely there. <coughs> Let's go in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no waiting. The three of you rush forward and you tear open the door and you can see the shelves have been swept clean, almost entirely clean, uh, and carrying, uh, and they can see two figures now. There's still a few items left uh, in the chamber. The uh, the, uh, the huge rug is there, the throne, the copper kettle still boiling with water, uh, the fire roaring beneath you, like you've, anything too big to move is still there. Uh, and... Standing by the pool of stagnant water, <coughs> there is the elderly, uh, wretched woman you saw before, and Clara, uh, Clara off, uh, draped in a sh- in a shawl that seems to be made out of some sort of like almost like the skin of a huge fish, and carrying on carrying a huge backpack, um, just laden down with all of uh, of Olga's various bric-a-brac that she had in her shelves. And you can see, clutched in one hand, she has a small vial. Uh, I'm going to say perception check to see what's in that vial. All right. Yeah. <coughs> oh, a natural one from Celestia. Okay. Eleven, I'm causing. No, it's hard to tell. Some sort of slightly murky liquid. Um, so, and standing next to her, Olga gives you a bright grin full of yellow teeth. I'm happy to see that my letter was delivered. I'm afraid that I've just accepted a new pack and packed, and me and my lovely new daughter apprentice here will be on our way. Unless you're planning to stop me. You planned this from the pack. start. Already. Clara kind of mutely just sort of nods, looking terrified, but but you can see that Olga's uh, grip is tight on her shoulder. What are you planning to do with her? As I said, raise a daughter and an apprentice. Walk away. Turn around. You need, you cannot talk me out of this one. 
And she's just staring at the three of you. Can I do an insight check on uh, Clara to see if she is more scared or resolute? Uh, yeah, make an insight check. Because I smell coercion. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be a 16. Clara is terrified. Um, but there's flavours of fear. And she seems to be both... She is terrified of the old crone, but she's also feel seems to feel protection from her, as if she's aligned herself with a horrifying evil force for her own safety. But then again, this is a decision made by a seven-year-old child. I'm going to look at Clara and talk to her. Clara, did you already make a deal? She nods meekly. What kind of Did you sign it? anything? Uh, Olga kind of... Uh, Olga taps her robe for a moment as if to indicate uh, a concealed contract of some sort. She she is gripping... Uh, she's gripping Ava's uh, shoulder. Sorry, not Ava. Clara's shoulder. Well, I'm afraid we don't really have time for chit-chat. So we must be on our way. Clara, do you want to go with her? You could be safe with us. You could stay with us. You don't have to go. Clara, take it away. (laughs) And we're not about to use you. You're the ones who did this, she says. And she knocks, she pulls the cork out of the vial and knocks back a bluish-green murky potion which you recognise being the twin of the one that you have causing. And she dives with the backpack full of stuff into the murky pool behind her. The witch smiles. Walk away. It's the smartest decision you can make. I'm not very intelligent. I'm going to just start a fireball in my hand. Okay, as you do, if you're starting that, then roll initiative. I'm not going. I'm just going to hold it there. Doesn't matter. Roll no. initiative. Oh. She's oh, a paranoid old woman. We have to run. We can't defeat yep. her. So, uh, okay, so I'm going to roll uh, Olga first. Oh. Is everyone rolling initiative? Oh, yes, everyone needs to roll initiative. All right, that's an H from Celestia. 14. Okay, that's, oh, that's going to be an unnatural 20, because... Ooh. Okay, uh, and one more. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Corzin, you are top of the round. You can see that the, that, um, the, uh, witch is <coughs> inexplicably, just in this split second before you can act, as you see, uh, uh scamps start to produce the firebolt in, in their hand. The witch seems to be reaching for her own face for some reason. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, unload the musket into her again. Or rather, my carbine. Okay. And uh, just hunt as well. All right. Go for it. Make an attack, attack run. That's going to be an 11. 
short range. You pull the musket, but just the, the it, it seems you, your uh, sorry your carbine. But the sudden panic decision, it snaps shots off, uh, and it cracks into one of the empty shelves uh, harmlessly. But you still focus your spell, um, and you feel how many spell slots do you have? By the way, that's the second one. The second and final one. You don't. You used it earlier in the day in the cockatrice, and you have not had a long rest. Absolutely, no, you're right. Okay, yeah, so, so no, you I, can't have this mark. I'm sorry. You used it <laughs> well, up in the cockatrice above. You just shoot her instead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you I just shoot her. I failed to shoot her. Yeah. <coughs> and shoot no. at her, we should say. Yeah, it smashes, it smacks into the wall. Uh, scamp. Um, well, I've got the firebolt prepared. I think I've yep. got to do that, really. That's not really an option. I know, but we can't let her leave. <laughs> so, firebolt. Um, ah, fuck, that's a 10 to hit. That's terrible. Again, like, just she steps suddenly to the side, moving a lot faster than this old woman should, should seem to be able to. Um... <laughs> And the uh, bolt smacks into the wall. Uh, the wall is wood, however, and immediately begins to burn. <laughs> oh shit! Fire. It's not spreading. De- it's not spreading frantically, but you can tell that if you left this unattended for say a minute or so, right. uh, it might start to spread. Um, I mean, How far supposed to burn from the her in her house? Wait, wait, so uh, she it. is right next to the pool of water. She is standing in front of it, between you and it, uh, from your perspective. Uh, you are. Um, yeah. Right. I kind of want to get closer to her because I don't want her to leave. But that's a terrible idea because I'm terrible in melee. Ugh. No, I'm going to move up against her. It's not okay. sensible, but that's what I'm doing. You move up against her, hoping that you can try and stop her from escaping. Uh, okay. And I'm going to use my bonus action to convert sorcery points into a spell slot. Okay. As you do so... Um, she with as she's reaching up with one hand, with the other she snaps her fingers and says, <laughs> uh, and uh, she says, smother. And the as you are running towards her, I'm going to say you get to her as this happens. The out huge alligator skin oh, wow. s- uh, suddenly sweeps up. And attempts to ens- uh, to encircle you. Uh, this, okay, that uh, no, that's a twenty-four to hit scamp. Yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna hit. Mm. Okay, uh, you are the the uh, the alligator skin wraps itself around you, smothering you. Uh, you are grappled. You are restrained, blinded, uh, suffocating until this can be taken off. Um, uh, and yeah, it is just slowly increasing pressure around you. Uh, that makes it Celestia's go. The fuck do I want to do at this point? This is chaos. Um, <laughs> okay, how much of an action would it be for me to go and try and help Scamp, like try and get the rug off there to some uh, You could try and make an athletics check to pull it off her. Okay, is that an action or a bonus? That would be an action, definitely. That would be an action. Um, Oh, okay, what do I do in this situation? Fuck it, I'm going for Scamp. I'm going to try and get the rug off Scamp. Okay, make an athletics check, please. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Kill me, that's terrible. Um, that's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I give the rug a bit of a hug. You try and struggle and pull this thing off, but it's 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 crushing her with all the might it had when it was alive. Uh, do you want to use a bonus action at all? Oh, I 
I don't think I have anything. Like literally. I mean, not all cantrips are bonus actions, sure. are they? That's mm. the thing. Like, just a thought. I think all of mine are actually actions, as far as I remember. Yep. Okay. <laughs> they're all they're all fucking actions, mate. Nothing. Okay. Absolutely um, nothing. Yeah. Okay. In which case, that makes it all discount. Scamp, you're the only person who does not see this. As the pair of you watch, uh, you're, causing gl- uh, you're, you're still busy reloading your carbine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Celestia, you see as you're struggling with this uh, alligator, uh, alligator uh, rug. Olga reaches up to her face and pulls off her skin. And all of her wrinkled, old, pale skin pulls away and seems to sort of dissipate as she does so. And you see this horrible figure um has the best way to describe this she what you can see beneath the robes beneath the skin is a uh, garble it is a sort of gnarled ancient looking crone her skin is blue and pallid and swollen in places there is something of the drowned to her her eyes bulge that she has thin scales, she is dripping with mucus, and she is... I said before that she was ugly. She is hideous. She is hideous to the point of blind, mind-numbing terror. Celestia and Corzin, please make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I'm not wise. Okay, that's a 15 from Celestia. Okay. That's a... Uh, oh, that's a 15 from... Oh, no, sorry, a 14 from Corsin. Okay, you both feel almost the sort of... Uh, your gorge rising in your throats, but you shrink, You shake off the fear. Neither of you are frightened by her. Oh, uh, oh. sucked. <laughs> um, okay, that said, if that's the... Uh, if that's the one she has... She is going to. She doesn't need to disengage. Uh, Scamp has been neutralized by the uh, carpet, so instead she pulls from behind her back uh, a, a hand with five fingers, uh, with wicks in and a match, and she strikes the match and lights one. Okay, so this is five d eight. Uh Okay. Oh God, so, I'm gonna die. <laughs> seven, that... fourteen. Yeah, we could literally all die. Um, Twenty-five. Okay. Can I ask for your hit points, please? Uh, starting with Corzin. Twenty-one. Uh, Scamp. Sixteen. And Celestia. Eleven. So that was. Okay. Huh. Scamp, you're lucky that you don't have one less hit point. <laughs> also, if that hand is to do with sleep, I am immune to sleep stuff. Oh, in which case it skips you. Because and elf. goes on to Scamp. Oh, good. Oh, bollocks. Scamp, oh, you, are, you are now you immediately pass out uh, as some strange soporific haze fills the air. Um, she breaks off the thumb, tosses it into the corner, and. Dives with her movement action into the water. 
Am I like unconscious zero hit points or unconscious uh, asleep? Just unconscious asleep. Uh, so you'll probably okay. wake up at the start. Uh, there's a good chance you will wake oh, up. Oh yeah, at the start no, of your turn being crushed will from do being, that. From being crushed. So you're actually the best person uh, to have been affected by the sleep yeah, effect. Sorry, I, f- I forgot that I was an elf. For no, no, that's fine. I was that's busy fine. panicking uh, about the general. Yeah, no, everything. well remembered. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, that puts the top of the round. Causing you've just watched uh, Olga dive into the water. Okay, am I able to ca- uh, to catch her before she does this? Uh, to catch her before she does this? No, I'm going to say that she's div- dived into the water. You could get maybe one standing at the edge because your firearms will not work in water. No. You could get maybe one shot after her into the water. And I think it would be yeah, because she's not quite fully your the, your minimum range away. I mean. It's going to wound her. It's not going to um, uh, stop her, of course. Uh, uh, to, it's not going to prevent her to get, from getting away. Um, I. With my movement, could I get after her to the point where if I were to dive into the water, I would be um, within melee range? Uh, I'd need a swim check from you because she has a swim speed and you don't. Right. Okay. Uh, and actually, no. Even with your movement, you wouldn't because she had she had at least fifteen feet on you when she started the move. So you're not not Anne's taken action. No. You could try and double move and chase after her, but again, that'd be that'd be an athletics check to swim after her because she has a swim speed. Alright, so I'm just going to unload from uh, inside. Okay, I'll get as close to the edge of the water as I possibly can Don't. and I'll uh, yeah. fire a shot after it. Fire one last shot to do. That's going to be a uh, 14. Just hits, roll damage. Right. Fourteen points of damage. Okay, as you hit her, you can just see a few bubbles uh, curl up, and a th- uh, and a brief cloud of thick, inky black blood follows after her for a moment before fading. Oh, you manage to score a parting shot on her, but alas, that's all it is. And you can see as the water begins to get too murky to see after her, yeah. there is a hidden under a tunnel filled with water leading Figured. somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, which always has an escape. Yeah, I mean, I could down the um, the potion of water breathing, but really, realistically, like we're gonna get scamped out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, (laughs) (laughs) unless you have a bonus action you'd like to take, Corzin, then it is the start of cause of Scamp's turn. Scamp, you are woken up at the start of your turn um, by by your ribs being crushed. Uh, so you take oh uh, fourteen points of bludgeoning damage. Fuck! Oh, yeah. As you uh, wake up, um, but hey, at least the sleep didn't persist. Uh, okay, so <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you still have all your actions and so on. Uh, bearing in mind, you are currently restrained, according to my handy. Reminder means that your speed is zero, you have disadvantage on your own attacks, and deck saves and advantage to any creature attacking you. Um, 
shits. Also blind. This is... <laughs> So disadvantage to hit any zone with a yeah, even a touch attack. Uh, you could way. you could use an action uh, for athletics or acrobatics to try and escape though, and wriggle your way out. I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Oh, acrobatics! I have <laughs> a minus one to athletics, so oh, thirteen. That. Is exactly enough. Oh. Struggling, but uh, struggling uh, like a like, like a landborn fish uh, after you, after the, you're woken up suddenly by the cracking of your ribs. You use uh, you use the almost peristaltic motion of the uh, rug to s- sort of slide your way out <laughs> and plop to the ground outside it. You are no longer restrained, blind, or suffocating, uh, and so you still have your bonus actions or movement. Uh, but I'm in melee with this thing, aren't I? Oh, that's true. Yes, you are currently. Yeah, I'm melee. not going anywhere. Okay. I'm going to yeah. stand up. <laughs> okay. So that I'm not prone. But beyond that, that's everything I can do. Okay. The, which makes it the rug's turn. <laughs> uh, the rug makes its one attack. It'd be horribly embarrassing. And gets an eight. It swipes at you with its with its just itself. But this time you're you're prepared for it, and you st- scrabble quickly back out of the way. That is all the rug can do. Uh, uh, Celestia. Um. Scamp, how bad are you? This two. Okay. Two. Um, oh, so, I mean, you can't tell that, but I'm I'm looking pretty crushed. You're looking bad, is the point. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to do two things. I am going to do a healing word on Scamp, and Celestia's not, like, Celestia's panicking at this point. It's not yeah. going to be as stylish as usual. She's going to reach over her shoulder, do a little twine on the guitar string, and just go, feel better! <laughs> <laughs> and that's your healing word. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you how much you heal. Okay, so you get seven points. So slightly less horrifying. And um, also, God, I'm going to shoot the rug. I'm just going to shoot it. Okay. Good job you went until they were out. You are currently actually next to the rug. Oh, am I too close to shooting? Yeah, because you take disadvantage. Because you were next to the rug trying to get Scamp out. Okay, cool. Um, so slicey, I'm slicey. Slicey. yeah, I'm gonna do the slicey, slicey. Okay, make your record. I'm gonna use my rapier. So give us a, a stabby. Okay, so that's a nineteen. That hits. Nice. Ooh, right. Where's my D8 gone? There it is. Oh shit! <laughs> so, okay, that's a, a four. Okay, you, four points. You you Not cut right. a hole in that rug. It doesn't seem terribly affected. Like you know, maybe enough of those would would probably do it in, but you've essentially left a large slash on a run. Uh, okay, that makes it top of the round uh, as Olga is busy swimming. Uh, Korzin's go. Okay. Uh, I am going to turn around from uh, the edge of the water, shoulder the uh, carbine, take out my uh, rapiers and attempt to Widen the hole that Celestia has just made. <laughs> okay, you proceed to savage the rug. That's not correct to hit. 
And that is going to be a... Oh, yeah, that'll be a 25. That definitely hits. For nine slashing damage. Oh, you significantly widen that hole. It's now stretching a fair way along those, uh, the rug. This thing is kind of like made out of um, crocodile skin. Yeah, yeah alligator skin. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes it scamps go. Kill it with Rats. fire. <laughs> I rise up against it, so I'm going to kill it with electricity. Okay. It also works. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to attempt a, shot, a shocking grasp. Okay, shocking grasp away. Where's my new one gone? I've got a new dice somewhere. I want to use it. <laughs> you definitely needed new dice. It's a good thing you bought more. I was getting worried <laughs> you didn't have enough. <laughs> I have 17 d20s. Oh my god. <laughs> you need more. Yes. I thought my four um, was excessive. <laughs> so that uh, that probably doesn't hit. That's a ten. I couldn't find uh, the new one. Where is no, it? No, no. Although it is just a rug, it is moving. It is flailing around, trying to st- uh, try trying to uh, en- envelop people. You mostly thus far. Trying to cast smother people. Um, uh, do you want to try? Uh, do you have any bonus actions, or do you want to risk moving away from it? No, no, that's why I was going to shock and grasp yeah. so I could get away, but no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the wrong There's the new one. Uh, kind of seems to change priorities based on who's caused it the most uh, problems and is going to try and envelop Causin instead, as you've uh, right. currently created the greatest hole, uh, which is, yeah, that's another 24 to hit. Okay. Um, cool. two, natural, two natural 19s in a row from it. Uh, so yeah, you are enveloped in its uh, in its. Uh, I don't know what the uh, Latin name for a crocodile is, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crocodilian grasp. Oh no! Uh, that makes it Celestia's go. Okay, um, so it's got cause in. It's fully got. Yeah. Him. Okay, I'm just gonna try and like. Is he like inside it? Like, how is this working? Do, do I do any damage? Yeah, he is. Basically, um, inside it is kind of wrapped in. Okay, but it's not started crushing him yet. Uh, no, but it, it, you can see it's starting the process of crushing. Right, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try and just slice down the side of it, like to release him. Okay, you kind of like trying to make an attack with the, with the goal of. Um, like, if out. he's. Well, he's like in the mouth, isn't he? It's yeah. like shut. So I'm going to try and like slice down one side of the mouth just to like open the rug up and get him out of it. Well, you can veto that if that's I'm going to call that an athletics check because okay. you're basically trying to open up an existing... Yeah, I'm not trying to do damage to yeah. it, if that makes any sense. So. Oh, it's a 12. <laughs> that's not going to be enough. enough. <laughs> you, you, you slice down with the, with the rapier, but it just cracks against the teeth, which is still intact. Yeah. And um, I'm also going to... Um, again, just like my guitar on my back, I'm just going to do one note because Celestia's oh. panicking, just bang, and she's going to go, Causin, everything's going to be fine, and she's going to give Causin inspiration. Thank you. That's somehow inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the inspiration of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay, speaking of which, uh, Causin, it is the start of your turn, so you take uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Ouch. Yep, from sudden crashing. That is the maximum damage it can deliver. Uh, it is also, yeah, the rest of your game. Alright. From 
I can't attack it from the inside, can I? Oh, you can. You just have disadvantage. Would the inspiration just cancel that out to a regular roll? No, but it allows you to add the inspiration to the attack roll if you wish. Right, okay. Yeah, you get a d6 on whatever. Yeah. I'm going to attempt to widen the hole they just made so that I can get it. Okay, that would be an athletics check then. I mean, if I could do it by also causing it um, damage, that would be great. I'll let you use your bonus action to try and make it like a single sword attack. Is that a disadvantage? No, no. Well, it depends. If you make it out, it's without disadvantage. If you don't, then it is. Fine. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a nine on the athletics. No, so, no, I'm I'm going to try and hit it with yeah. disadvantage. Let's fuck it. To hit it, that would be a uh, and a twelve. It is a rug. You are able to hit it. Okay. <laughs> From inside. From I'm inside, especially, so. yeah. Oh, and that's uh, 10 points of slashing damage. Ooh, nice. Nice. You uh, tear that hole wider and wider. It's almost completely... It's it's it, the hole is almost bisecting it now, but it's it's kind of com- trying to wrap harder with what it can to, uh, to to counteract that, and you're not able to escape. Okay. Uh, okay, that makes it uh, scamps go. Oh, I really don't want to hurt Corson, so I'm going to try and pull him out through the hole. Okay, make an athletics check. Oh, this is such a bad idea. Oh, that's an 18! Nice. Okay, you've got oh, it. Nice! I rolled a 19! Furious teethling anger. You pull this tiny halfling out of this uh, rapidly I'm crushing I'm using my tail rug. as well. That's what yeah. does it. Yeah. Yeah. Causing this flailing kind of scrappy do style at it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Firstly, just amazed that the child has managed this. <laughs> <laughs> the child is amazing. That child has managed this. Uh, do, you, do you do anything else? I don't think I can do anything else. Okay. Uh, in which case, then uh, that would make it the rugs go. The rug uh, is attempting to reclaim its prize, uh, which it does. <laughs> With a twenty-one. No. Oh, for no. Out loud. <laughs> yeah. Causing you are enveloped once again in the rose clutches. <laughs> um, okay, so that makes it Celestia's go. Celestia's just going to try and pull him out at this point. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Just, just have like. I'm out. I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hokey hokey in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yes, but it would be perfect uh, for her to play that right now. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, that is a 13. Okay, you uh, pull him back out again. <laughs> in and out, in and out, to all around. <laughs> okay, that makes it Corzin's go. You've been successfully saved from being probably crushed at least into unconsciousness by the rug. Right, I'm going to double attack it then. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that, yo, that, that's going to be a 13 again. Okay, that hits roll damage. Yes. Oh, Get right. Uh, that's a 9. Okay, I'm with your other sword. Uh, and that's going to be an 18. And roll damage. A 10. 
Okay, taking the swords, you just uh, shove them in either side of the already huge rip and slice <laughs> outwards. The uh, you, you end up tearing this rug in half, and although the two halves flail for a moment, this seems to be enough to undo whatever sort of foul magic is animating it. The two halves flop for a moment and then <laughs> collapse to the ground. Coulson is going to take a moment, breathing heavily, and then he's just going to vomit on the floor. <laughs> And that, I think, is where we will call our break. Celestia's going to kick the rug. Just give it like a really pathetic little kick. Yeah. All right. We will is see. the wall still on fire? Uh, the wall is still on fire, but can be easily put out <laughs> if you so wish. All right. Uh, I'm going to call it a break there then, and we'll see. Well, you'll hear us after the break. Well, gather round, gather round, and I shall tell you the tale of the time that I struck gold. I was prospecting in them thar hills, and my pickaxe came down a rock, and you know what gushed forth? Thousands and thousands of subscriptions to flintlocks and fireballs. Maybe you could have one more. And welcome back. Uh, the party finds themselves catching their breath uh, in the... Well, I guess it's up to you guys. Uh, I have to ask, is did you leave the uh, treehouse uh, burning to the ground? Or did you uh, or, or did you decide to put the fire out and take a rest there? Uh, I, before we put the fire out, the fire is crackling. Yeah, merrily. If, if, if left untended, it will eventually spread. Right. Is that anything of value or that might give yeah, an indication we... as to where the hack has gone? Uh, an investigation check. Investigation, okay. May I do one as well, or is that, would that count as assisted? You could, I, I suppose you could give him advantage. By can, I, can I assist him? Yeah, yeah, is that all right? Yeah, that's a 17. Okay. You do get advantage because I'm assisting right. you, so give another roll. That's ah, a 17. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, looking through... Taking a bit of time to quickly search the uh, the area, Olga has taken almost everything of value. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of like small jars of herbs, but they seem to be fairly common for the most part. Right. The most valuable thing left is the two halves of the uh, former rug of smothering. While its magic is no longer there, uh, it could be stitched back together into a very presentable, um, very presentable alligator rug, which might actually be worth a few bob. Uh, I'm going to say with that check, you'd say, yeah, you might be able to sell that for, who, who knows, 50 gold to a collector. Fair enough. We're going to get something <laughs> We out have to you. carry it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> not going near that fucking thing ever again. Right. Well, it was dead to begin with, but never mind. I need to You laboriously roll it, roll it up, tie it with some cord into uh, and, uh, and sort of uh, affix it to your, <laughs> so that you can carry it on your back. Ugh. It's actually two separate rolls because you've got to take at some point someone's going to have to stitch the thing back together. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I just roll one inside. I'm going to put other. the fire out. Yeah. Okay. You put the fire out. I'm going to stop the house burning down. <laughs> that's not difficult. Actually, to do. if yeah. you let it run down, yeah. Why? Might, why bother? Yeah. Um, might actually. Because we might want to use this. Oh. Uh, you will actually know there is one other thing: um, the cauldron, which is which uh, has now like uh, the, the fire 
you can easily bank the fire in it. The cauldron itself isn't actually particularly valuable um, unless... Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of copper <laughs> if you really wanted to lug it back to town and sell it, but it's, you know, it's not very portable wealth. Uh, disappointingly, it seems to just be full of boiling water. Mm. Um, I real, the, as the DM, I realized I completely forgot um, the alternative to using the Hand of Glory was that she was just going to push boiling water on you all. <laughs> Oh my god, that would have If the fight had stretched on any longer, that was her next move. Look. Well, kind of glad she didn't do that. Yeah, Yeah. that would have been horrible. (laughs) Steamed halfling. Roasted drow. So, you, um, yeah, you have the opportunity. uh, Looking outside and checking around, apart from the herb garden, which, as far as you, like, I guess make a... Uh, make a natural medicine check if you're causing. Okay. Uh, if, you're causing. if you're medicine. causing, you can make a medicine check because you're the only one trying to medicine. Oh, that'll oh, be good. Uh, 25. Okay. There were a few odds and ends left around. And actually, um, although none of the uh, none of the remaining uh, herbs are magical, uh, as far as you can tell, uh, many of them are still very useful if properly prepared as ointments uh, and actually have medicinal uses. And I'm going to say that with a combination of the bric-a-brac left over and several of the more useful herbs that you can harvest, you are able to put together a fully functioning healer's kit. Nice. Yes, mm. it, has, right. it has 10 doses worth of materials in it. That's amazing. Yeah, you can use this either to stabilize people in combat with an action or, uh, as discussed, uh, during a short rest, because you are trained in medicine, you can expend one charge per person who is already recover- using a hit die, similar to the Song of Rest, to restore an additional d6 hit points. The two do stack. Excellent. Hmm. Also, the cockatrice uh, in the branches, gone. Very good. its way. Otherwise, we were going to have another fight on our hands, oh, and I don't God. think any of us want that right now. No, not a lot of us are in good shape, let's be honest. I think I'd feel a lot better about this if we got back to the ship and, in in short order, at least got into the double figures once more. Hmm. How that would be really good. Let's let's have a rest. Okay. Do you guys want to take a long rest? You could probably sleep through, sleep here till the morning. It is at least a... You know, you can at least pull the door shut. And... If we sleep here until the morning, we're doing watches. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but at the very least, it's a defensible location, if nothing else. Yeah. Mm. I would say, actually, yeah. how big is the body of water inside? Um, It's not that big. It's like about four to five feet across, like rough cir- in a rough circle. All right. Can I take the copper kettle... And place it over the top of you this. Can. Yeah. You can. You need to let it, you, you, you wait an hour for it to cool down. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, actually, probably easiest to just empty it out of water first. You know, and I'll then, just, yeah. I'll empty the water out into yeah. the. You'll empty uh, the water out into this, uh, into the, the uh, it's hole. Just to block the view. Yeah. And then you just. Yeah. Takes a bit, a bit of wedging. Although it does give me a very good idea. As Corson's um, dragging the uh, the kettle over, yeah, uh, he places it down, up, well, sort of upside down on the top of the yeah. water, and then, you know, as he's doing it, he goes, 
Wait. And he picks it up again. And he puts it down on top of the water again. And it just sort of bobs there for a moment. And he goes... Right. What are you doing? Says Celestia impatiently. He turns to you and says, You know what a diving bell is? Literally do I, like, in a lot um, of seriousness. No, you, you would never have heard of one. <clears throat> I don't know, a bell that sinks what? Look at it. You put it down on top of the water, there's a big air bubble inside. Yes. You drag it with you under the water and the air bubble stays there so you can breathe. You can't see anything because you've got a cauldron on your head, though. <laughs> <laughs> you... You can swim out from it and then swim back to it. And then you can move it a bit. This plan feels like it has a lot of holes in it. Unlike the Not many of them full of air. Well, look, I'm not suggesting we do this now, but it is perhaps a way we could get through there or at least explore where that thing goes. Should be... Gone by now. It's already well, yeah, been course. an hour. Yeah, she'll be gone, but we'll at least have some idea of where it is she went. Do I suppose we could have a go, but you've got filth fever. We've got to. <laughs> we need to. Do, uh... You make an excellent point. I wasn't actually going to suggest that I did it. <laughs> Are you asking me to do it? What well, makes you think you're... I'm good at this? Well, if you're uh, uh, volunteering, then that's great. Otherwise, I was going to ask Scamp. I'll do it. (laughs) I'm really good at holding my breath as well. Brilliant. Look, and then I just hold my breath for (laughs) as long as possible. What's your constitution score? Um, Modifier or strength? Modifier. Three. You can hold your breath for three minutes. Do we just stand there while she holds her breath? Yep. Yep. <laughs> eventually, the, eventually they start to get a bit red-faced and... <sighs> <laughs> That's pretty good, guys. That was actually quite a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm right. going to sleep now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> Celestia's... It's really late and I am a child. <laughs> it is now midnight, basically, yeah. Actually, Pause in, go to sleep. I will take the first oh. watch. Which means that, uh, in fact, that means that it being past midnight, it is the 14th of Falling Leaves, Clara Off's seventh birthday. Okay. <clears throat> You're taking first watch. Yes. Uh, who's taking second? Uh, I can take second. And Causing, do you want to take third? Yep. As you find yourselves getting what rest you can, your watches, such as they are, pass without incident. Your dreams less so. Scamp, you find yourself tormented for a time before Celestia wakes you by visions of hawks and the face of the one crew member that you were unable to save. Oh god, still, that's horrific. Always, I think. 
You're woken by Celestia who takes her own unsettled sleep. Celestia, you find with the with the events of the night weighing on you, you find yourself dreaming about just over and over about a blade slashing towards your face and then nothingness. Causing. Dreams come and they go and there is a kind of desperate struggle to them. And you find the bit the only part and you can the only part you can clearly remember is a struggle where and you don't know how much of this is the fever, is you recall the moment when you found uh, when you were looking for Stringer Smith the second time when he hadn't appeared, when he jumped on you from behind in the deck of the ship and tried to strangle you. But in this version of the dream, he manages to get on the jump on you, the rope is around your neck, and you're struggling and desperately trying to to breathe can i ask you to make a perception check yes would it be with disadvantage because i'm unconscious no Uh that's a 10. it's only for a moment as you're busy struggling against the inhuman strength of uh of uh, stringer's grip but you swear, just stand peering out from behind some barrels, there is a figure watching this whole affair with just 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 a dispassionate look. You can't catch any sight of their features, just like a silhouette before the dream takes you again. Just as you begin in the dream to gasp out your last breaths, you feel a your body begin to convulse and shake and shake and then you blearily blink your eyes open as Scamp is shaking you awake for last watch. Okay, you take the watch. Passes without incident. Although, as it has been a long rest, I'd like you to make a constitution save. Oh god, of course. Uh... Oh fuck! Natural one. So it's horrible being able to see what you can roll today. Okay, it's actually making me weird. Find yourself feeling weak. The fever has not broken. You are uh, you are shivering. You feel the strength starting to you know, sapped from your bones. One moment. Okay. Uh, the, that would be okay until you receive magical healing uh, well until you receive uh, magical curing mm-hmm. your hit point maximum is decreased by two okay could be worse yeah still, ooh, yeah still quite bad though like additionally now that the now that the disease has set oh, in. Dear. Uh, you are at full hit points from that last night's sleep of. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, do get. I get to? Re- uh, you get your full hit points back after this point until the disease is cured. You cannot regain hit points except by magical means. Oh, oh God, that's really bad. 
magical means yeah you wouldn't get the hit points back from spilling a hit die but you would get the healing the song of rest okay so you right just, okay yeah. without to Oh, so Song of Rest counts as medical. Okay, that's yeah, that's yeah, useful. Because Bard. Because Bard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you wake and the others, when you wake them up, you can see that, that Corzin is just sort of pale-faced and shivering. But there is a glim light um, of the of morning coming through uh, the uh, windows or, and shutters of the treehouse. You look bad. <laughs> I think... And you look snooty. What's the point? <laughs> wow. Well, somebody's grumpy when they're ill. Uh, my point was, actually, that we should hurry up and save you. Bugger the diving girl. helmet. The little girl is... God knows where. We know where the kill for you is. Should we at least see where the tunnel goes? If you can. I, I think it's... Right, I'll do that. Okay, <laughs> okay uh, make it quick, though. Scamp, I'm going to require... Oh, this is... I'm going to require an athletics check for you oh, for, from you first, because this is a... Um, it's not so much that you're trying to drag down the <laughs> copper kettle. As oh, no, I'm trying... just going to swim. I'm not going to bother with the kettle. You're not going to bother with the kettle? So I can hold my breath. For... I'm just going to try and swim and see how far it goes. And then okay. come back. When In I... which case, I'd like an athletics check for your swim speed, please. Oh, dear. Oh, 15. That's nice. not bad. Okay. You swim down, making just, just focusing on holding your breath, going as fast as you can. Um, about... 45 seconds in, you can see that the tunnel goes down for a while and then it begins to the, to go uh, horizontal, snaking in places. It seems like a, a mix, looking around from what little you can make out. Fortunately, you have dark vision. Uh, the And the thing about dark vision is, dark vision shows you shape. It shows you the barrier between solid and liquid and solid and air. Uh, it allows you to see, if you were in a pitch black cave, it would allow you to see creatures, um, where the surfaces are, where the walls are, where the floor is, flowing water and similar, which is what you know it evolved to be able to do. But it does not show color and it does not show fine detail. You cannot read through dark vision you cannot necessarily recognize someone's facial features through dark vision. And it is further occluded by the murkiness of the water. But what you can do is you can tell the shape of this tunnel. And here and there, it seems to intersect with natural rock formations or perhaps like a small uh, natural cave system. But in others, it has clearly been the work of what must be weeks, months, or maybe years of careful chipping away of rock to create this tunnel. Uh, there is a narrow part. I'm going to ask you for an acrobatics check to try and, if you want to slide through it, um, where the oh, tunnel twists. Eleven. Oh, you just about managed to make your way through, and 
the tunnel twists and weaves and you get to about 90 seconds in about halfway through your breath and you can and it, peering it just seems to, it, the tunnel begins to go straight again and it just goes on for as far as your dark vision can make out oh. easily another 60 feet it seems to it looks if you had to guess this thing might go as far as the coast it's okay. certainly not made to be tra- traversed by someone who can't breathe water I guess I'm going back. <laughs> okay. Give me another acrobatics check uh, because of the <laughs> narrow bit. Oh, that's all right. That's a 21. Okay. You easily slide back it and the three, the pair of you have been waiting up the top, sort of like fingers crossed, foot tapping, thinking a bit uncertainly at each other. And just before the, around about the three minute mark, mm-hmm. scamp reemerges. <coughs> goes on for ages and there's a li- really narrow bit you're not going to get your diving what's it through mm. well at least now we know uh, why she had to drink the uh, potion of water breathing also she's six she wasn't going far without it mm. no I guess she's seven now yep right seven today Happy wasn't birthday. it Oh, God. Um, Do you think our apothecary friend can make more of that potion of water breathing? Make uh, make an arcana check. Oh, God. Any, anyone, anyone who would like to. Um, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> 13. Okay. I, I don't know. Nine. Uh, yeah, with the 13, from, what, from the description she gave you about how alchemy works... She could do it if she had a pieces of a creature or plant that would grant uh, water breathing ability. And How? it doesn't... You consider it unlikely that she's likely to have any of that in stock? How far do you think it goes? As far as I could see, um, there's another 60 feet of just straight tunnel. Uh, DM. Yes. Is Celestia astute enough to realise that this goes towards the coast? Or uh, from what I'm going to say, yeah, from from what the scamp has described of it, it seems to be the case that unless it comes like the direction it's go, it, it, she's described. Sorry, they've described it going in. Unless it resurfaces somewhere uh, along the way, it seems to be taking the shortest path towards the nearby coastline. And that's where the ship is, isn't it? Uh, the ship is in the is in the is in port. There are other bits of coastline that it could could go to. Most likely, you would assume a sheltered cove somewhere. Either way, yeah, you get the feeling this this goes out to sea. And Scamp, you can actually attest to that because uh, I forgot to mention this. As you got deeper in, uh, the water became more and more brackish, tasting more and more of salt. Okay. I think. <sighs> that you're both going to hate this but I think that they are long gone and I think we have to deal with the problem in front of us because I think the best chance we have to find them if they've gone all the way to the coast is to get back on your ship Mm. I don't think this tunnel is going to take us anywhere near them because by the time we have means to get down it they'll be gone and it will... (sighs) It would be an absolute miracle if we managed to find them on your ship. We don't know where they've gone. They could be anywhere. 
it's already been all night. They can clearly you know, if she can Does she have a way of leaving the island? Do you know? You don't know. Well, if she can swim underwater, she can just swim anywhere. She had a cockatrice with a saddle. She could have done anything. If she can do that, I don't think she'd leave the island unless something forced her to. No, I think she'd leave the island. So let's let's go find let's go find this rose bush. Get that sorted, and then can we at least look, please? Yeah. I feel like this is my fault. It's not your fault. How do we you didn't think? know what the letter would do. How is it your fault? Because I knew that she was going to do something stupid and she did something awful. And You didn't do it. You didn't write the letter. You didn't send it. You didn't make it. Shout at everyone in the town. You. It wasn't you. If you want, I mean, if you want to blame the person who gave her the letter, I picked up the letter, so blame me if you like, but let's just stop with this game. Let's go kill a rose... not kill a rosebush, let's go attack a rosebush. And then see what happens. Yeah, let's do that. Worry about the next thing later. Okay. You guys... We'll set fire to our hut as we leave. Okay, yeah, <laughs> as you leave... Readying yourselves, you look back over your shoulder at what, after a few placed well-placed firebolts, is now a fla- giant flaming wooden hand reaching out towards you. But less now, there's something to it which feels less like it's grasping and more like it's struggling. <laughs> and you can just you just take, if you wish, you can just take ten minutes to watch it burn. No, I don't want to look at it. Okay. You look back once and walk away. Just listening to the crackling behind you. Can I ask for a survival check, please? Oh, uh, God. Surely we know the way now. You know the way. You know the way, but this this is more... You're able to easily make your way towards the general area. This is more of a question of finding it. Just to avoid the hazards. Yeah. (laughs) Hazard avoidance. Oh, that's... uh... That's 22. Okay. After, um, it's a bit of a longer trek because you're setting out from a different part, so it takes you about two and a half hours before you reach the area that um, the uh, Evelina marked out. However, looking around, you're kind of proceeding at a slow pace now that you know where it is, and you spot it just in the distance. About 100 feet off, I'm going to say, is when you first spot what it looks like a large, untidy patch of briars with a few brilliant blue rose-like flowers on it. Peering, you can just make out maybe eight or nine uh, small egg-sized, egg-shaped uh, green pods just hanging off the side of it on, on stems. The um, Whether anything else has seen you, you don't know, but it seems that the strangling rose, for whatever reason, reason uh, isn't about to rush you from this far away anyone's really good at grabbing things from a long distance Uh, any magic no Uh, I mean I might have to make a check for this because I don't know but can it see 
Like, what Here's the thing. You all made a nature check to see if you knew about this thing. And yeah. none of I you were over a 10. I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was good. Yeah. No one was over a 10. No, so yeah. you I'm know nothing more than like Elena's blind told you. Sight, so illusions will be bollocks because it's a bush. So you can test that, I guess, though. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to make... Well, let's, let's, let's not just get it attacking first. True. If we're going to sneak up on it and then just, uh, maybe that's the thing to do and then try and distract yeah. it. Yeah, I just wanted to distract it. I wasn't going to... Yeah. Who's anyone particularly stealthy? Celeste um, is really stealthy. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Moderately. Okay, Celeste is a little bit stealthy. She's not too bad. If I were to try and sneak up, just whack a bit of it off and run. Oh, God. That would be so, a stealth check. So I could try that because I can stop it attacking me as I run away potentially. That's that's true. Okay, in which if case, I zap then, it, if can someone try distracting it and I'll try sneaking up. Yeah, why not? Um, okay, what can I do here? Um, just throw a rock at it. <laughs> I was just gonna make those try noise. an illusion. It might. What about noise? Because. Even if, like, a purely visual one won't work, surely it's got some sort of senses. Um, I'm going to make the noise... How about the noise of a fire? Or some sort of injured animal it could attack. Mm. Like a a sad deer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. What is the sound of a sad deer? Or an ill halfling, I can do one of those. Bambi. (laughs) It's the voice of God. (laughs) Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to make the sound of, like, on the other side, like, a, like basically, like, if the rosebush is in the middle and scamp is on one side, literally on the other side, I'm going to make, like, the noise of something okay. scrambling mind, through minor, the undergrowth. Is this minor illusion you're using? Yeah, minor illusion. It has a range of 30 feet. God damn it. <laughs> um... I think it's probably Bollocks. just uh, going to be more effective if you know we chuck a rock at it, see if it re- reacts to that. If it doesn't, then um, we get fancy. Then cr- crawl up to it. Um, scamp can uh, shocking grasp it. I'll cut the pot off, and we both run. Yeah, yeah, I can. that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, you cover us. Yeah, I'm going to stand there with my pistol. All right. I would like to stand at a different angle to the other two as well. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So. No friendly fire. Yeah. <laughs> Quick reminder: your pistol's range is twenty feet without disadvantage, sixty so, feet with disadvantage. Understand? Like what? Like you can shoot a, a creature within twenty feet of you without disadvantage with the pistol, and up to sixty feet, and up to sixty feet in total. With can I stand like sixty feet away? Yeah, you can try and get within sixty feet of the, of the of the strangling rose. Okay, uh, you move and sort of judge the distance and move. Yeah, like hiding behind trees, uh, just sort of sight it. Okay, um, I'd like a stealth check from you since you are hiding behind a tree. Sure. Okay, so that's 15. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. And so what did the other... Uh, so so you're hiding behind a tree, pistol cocked and ready. Uh, scamp and Corzin. 
Before I make the uh, stealth check, yeah. can I make a perception <laughs> check to see if there are any other plants of this type around? Uh, yes. Because she didn't say there was only one. True. That's going to be uh, 12. <laughs> Looking around, no. There are no other plants of this type that you can see. There's also no other large uh, creatures. There are small creatures. Uh, The largest creature around is a monitor lizard about a third of your size and weight, causing, which is sort of lazily sat on one tree and just sort of licking the air periodically. I think she might have said there was one. I think she said, I know where there is one. Yeah, I mean, no, that doesn't good, mean good that instinct. there is one, don't get me wrong, but like, there might be another one, but I don't think she said... She said, I know where there is one, that there's, there was no implication that it was the only one. True. Yeah. But no, as far as you can tell, there's none others of this type uh, with, uh, around. Okay, I'm going to stealth then. Okay, yeah, stealth check this. Yeah, I'm going to join you that. Oh, oh that's, that's not great. Be, uh, <clears throat> 12. 14. Okay. Okay. The pair of you moving, using cover, making as little sound as you can. Come on, there, crawl. Very soft, sort of. As there's the most sound you make. How close do you want to get to it, respectively? Both getting right up next to next to it. Uh. Yeah. We can't hear too, don't we? You'd have to go one side, I'd go the other. Okay, so Scamp, you circle around to one to and the far side of it. I'm going to be sort of slowly prepping a spell. Okay. Slowly prepping uh, a spell. Just, just ready to cause shocking grass. Causing you are you get right up next to it for whatever reason. Yep, you slowly draw a blade for whatever reason. It whether it hasn't spotted you, so to speak, huh. uh, or it's you know, maybe lying in wait. It has not reacted to your presence. You get right up next to one of the uh, one of the pods, you know, within reach, without at least without um, being able, you know, with, without touching any part of it. Right. Okay. If you're going to cut a pod off, I need you to make an attack roll with advantage, please. As soon as he does that, I'm going to shock and grasp it. Okay. okay. Attack roll with advantage. Yes. That would have been a twenty-two. Yes. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that would have been a fifteen. So yeah, twenty-two. Okay. Yep. Uh, and can you please roll slashing damage with your uh, with your? Okay. That would be a six. Uh, okay. That is sufficient slashing damage. Uh, and <laughs> in order to, to and you just sort of you cut uh, you quickly cut the thick. Uh, stem connecting the seed pod and it drops neatly into your hand and you are immediately ready to start running. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, as he yep. does that, shocking grasp. Okay, make an attack roll again with advantage because you successfully surprised it. Nice. Lovely. <laughs> um, oh, that's a 26 to hit. Okay, roll damage, please. Um, oh, what is it? It's a d8, isn't it? Well, it's it's... We've just done the equivalent of sneaking up to something and chopping its bollocks off. <laughs> yes. That is that a is two. Basically, okay. what's happened? Yeah. Um, as you strike it with the uh, with the shock, uh, with the shock, the lightning arcs around it. And Scamp, as you glance back as you're running, you see the point the the bit that you just cut 
heal closed. Ooh. It takes Ooh. no damage. Oh. I don't need it to. I just want to get rid of its reaction. Is this a surprise uh, I'm round? I'm going to say, frankly, no. That doesn't get rid of its reaction. This is. This I is, haven't done anything yet in this surprise round. Uh, you haven't I done anything in surprise round yet. That's right. I'm going to say, however, because it is a surprise round, you are also able to start running, uh, Scamp, uh, because it's it, it's a surprise round. It hasn't had a chance to react yeah. yet. <laughs> um, how far away... Yeah, you can only run your movement, so like 30 feet. Okay. Um, uh, you so, see this happening, and you immediately see the bush start to rustle and shake. Yeah, um, I'm going to shoot it. Okay, make, it, make an attack roll. Um, um, with no, neither disadvantage nor advantage, because it was advantage for getting the surprise on it, yeah. but disadvantage for your distance. Right. I'm not up to disadvantage distance, am I? Yeah, you're 60 feet away. You're the, you're oh, the, right. Yeah, you're the maximum I don't distance. understand when disadvantage starts on this. Uh, disadvantage starts at 20 feet to 60 feet. Oh, it starts feet. at 20 feet. I misunderstood yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Cool, but hey-ho. Yeah. It's happened. Okay, so... <laughs> that's rubbish. Uh, that's a 10. No. It, you, you shoot a bush. It has no discernible effect. <laughs> as far as Hopefully the tell. noise will do something. That's yeah. Like um, but, yeah, you for. do create a loud crack. Uh, and various birds start to fly out of the trees. And then Celestia is going to run also in the direction that she's seeing those two run. She's going to start trying to... Okay, Off this is a good team. question because Scamp, are you are you curving around to meet Corzin or are you going in? Are you sort of? I'm just getting off? as far away as possible. Okay, so you're going one direction, Corzin's going another. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of them do you want to follow then, Celestia, Corzin or Scamp? Uh, oh, um, who's closer to the plant right now? Both, actually, Corzin by by because Corzin only has a speed of twenty five feet. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow Corzin because he's ill <laughs> and I'm worried, and he's got the thing the plant is going to want back. So yeah. I'm gonna use that as my trick and follow him. Okay. Uh, so you're running towards Corzin. Okay, so you're probably yeah. So you're like you're within about thirty feet or so of Corzin. Okay, here is the thing where I actually have to get the monster manual back out because I didn't include this in my uh, in my handwritten notes and find out uh, what reach the strangling rose has. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to re- ask people to roll initiative then, please, because uh, the strangling rose... Yeah, it all depends on whether the strangling rose can actually roll first. That's a 12 from Celestia. 12 for Scamp. Oh, how do we keep doing this? We we have the same dexterity as well, so we're going to have to do a d20 battle, aren't we? Don't worry about that for a moment. Um, Okay, I got a 17 on the d20 battle. What did you get? 12. Cool. Okay, so it's me first, then Scamp. That's a 17. 17. Okay. All three of you just running? (laughs) What? All three of you are just running? Yes. Yeah, I, in fact, I'm um, going to use a dash action. Yeah, yeah, so you're just dashing. As long as everyone else is getting away. If anyone's been Yeah, no, you all dash. beat its initiative, uh, and you are easily able to outpace it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bloody <laughs> it follows you. It follows you until Corzin is able, the slowest of the three, is able to get 60 feet away from it, at which point it kind of runs for about like a little bit longer and then eventually slows down and just stops. Like it. And you get a feeling that beyond that range, it just can't see. <laughs> For want of a better term. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you um, you successfully managed to acquire the seed pod. This oh, is probably something the went best. right today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing, 
Yeah, that thing um that thing had some nasty effects if it actually managed to get if it actually managed to hit you. Everything's coming up Oh god, I'm right. just gonna cast mage armor on myself, which I should have done when I woke up. But there we go. Okay. You make it back to town uh, an hour later. Uh, it's not it's not too hard a journey, you know the path from here. Uh the seed pod clutched in your hand, clutched carefully in your hands. There is a quiet, grim air over the town when you return. There is still there is the strong, distant scent of smoke. Um, in the uh, square outside the mayor's house, where the feasting tables had been set up for. Clara's birthday um, a pole has been driven into the ground from which is hanging a charred body these people are fucked up mm. what make a I've got actually just for the hell of it because you raised it Scam. make a wisdom check just straight wisdom. Yeah, just straight wisdom. Well, See if you, if you can figure ooh, something out. Fifteen. It occurs to you that um, this town has been under the influence of a hag for a very long time. Oh. Uh. Averting your eyes, potentially. From the grisly scene, you make your way to. I try and sort of scum out, cover uh, Scamp's eyes because I know she like gets yeah. fucked up about these things, but I guess she's already seen. I saw so. a dead man burst when he hit the ground. I think that I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear. You make but your still, way. Uh, oh no. Yeah. This is like the friends spell, isn't it? But really big. This is yeah. what happens when you cast friends for seven years. Oh. Mm. When um, <laughs> you make your way to the um, apothecaries, and um, the door is locked, and when you and when you knock, there's a bit of a shuffle before you hear the sound of a bar being lifted, and the door opens slightly on a chain. She peeks through. Oh, thank the regent, it's you! She unhooks the chain. Come in, come in, come in. We'll um, go inside. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, shoves you in and relocks and bars the door. Oh, by the regent and all the saints. Everything went crazy last night. What happened? The, I suppose you must have gone by that point, but uh, this... I, I suppose the witch, who really was a witch, she just started screaming to the whole town about... This the, the 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 this pact that that the mayor had made and she I don't know if she seemed to have evidence but the the crowd I went out to to see what was going on and people took justice into their own hands the the the, the militia intervened um, in time uh, 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 but but not not in time to save. Uh, not in time to save Mr. Off, and she sort of shudders. I. Yeah, maybe. 
I think maybe maybe after this I might work on selling off the rest of my stock and getting out of this town. I don't think I like it here anymore. I don't blame you. She shudders. Ah, uh, uh, but but forget about my woes. The 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 seed pod. Do you have it? I hold it out. Oh, thank the regent. She takes it from your hand. Okay, make yourself comfortable. As I said, this is going to take me about four hours. So, and she's moving to the back, time. and you sit, um, reminiscing on the events that have transpired, and watch as she begins to work with various liquids and strange powders, and definitely some other parts of animals that she mixes together, and seems to render down the seed pod until the whole thing has become a um, a deep green sludge, which then she renders down further until it becomes a small concentrated pill. Yes. Um, while this is happening very, very early on, yeah. actually, like almost immediately, as soon as she said it's going to take four hours, um, it appears we have some time. You wanted to look for this child? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to get out of here as soon as possible. I don't think we have a lot of hope finding this child, so um, let's do it while we have time. Okay. I asked the, uh, the, the apothecary, was anyone else hurt? Uh, yes, there were. Um, I've not seen the, uh, uh, I've not seen Gunter, the servant who worked for the mayor since um, since last night I, I hope he just fled but I don't know and some people were injured the uh, militia fired some warning shots but people a couple of people tried to in the high spirits they tried to to, to tangle with them and one person was um Yes. So the uh, the priest has been busy this morning as well. Regent, damn it! No one you knew well, I hope. Sorry. Did you know them well? No, no, no. Um, I don't even know their name. Just someone who lived in town. I think I might have sold them a. A remedy for a for a cough once. <laughs> oh, looks. Uh, Let's go for a walk. Okay. How would you like to search? Do you want to? Are you sort of combing the coastline? Or? Yeah. Yeah. When I get outside, I'm going to go basically back to the uh, the docks. Yeah. And follow the coast around. Make an investigation check. Can I help? Yeah, yeah I'd like to help as well, but yeah. I guess that just gives an advantage, yeah, does it? Yeah, yeah, use it with yeah. advantage. Looks like I'm going to need it. So, <laughs> rubbish. That's okay, that's better. better. <laughs> um, investigation. Oh, that's 16. How that's long do you want six. to spend working? Now, how long do you want to spend searching? What's the most time you'd be willing to search? How big is this island? 
I mean, it's like this is like the outermost island of what is essentially like a delta leading onto the mainland. So, like, the, there is a fair bit of coastline to serve. So, I'm just asking, mm. how many hours would you be willing to give it? Four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> searching for four and then, you know, being willing to take another hour to return, or like searching for three and being willing to take an hour to return? Three and then an hour to return. Yeah. Okay. Can we sort of work well, out where, if it was a straight line, that tunnel would come out? Yeah, that, yeah, that, and, and you follow that. Yeah. Um, and it gives you a place to start. And partway through the third hour, um, you find a small smuggler's cove nestled uh, in... Uh, it would have been concealed last night by the high tide. But it's sunk low enough that you can kind of get partway in and see... Um, the tunnel does emerge here. It's not directly straight on. It must have veered a little to throw any pursuers off. But um, looking through, you can see that there were there is a old, semi-rotten from what submersion in the water jetty here. There may have been a craft moored here. There's certainly space enough for it, and it's gone. Right, but yeah, looking at it, you'd guess that if you swam straight for 35 40 minutes, you could get here from the hub. Right, when you say a craft, are we talking? We're talking like a like, we we're talking like a small, like, like, like a yacht, like a small yacht or a skiff, yeah, like a, like a, yeah, like a skiff, skiff not, is, not, not like a full on sailing ship, but something that would be quick enough to certainly get a fair bit of headway in eight hours. Sorry, well... Actually, now more like 12. Corzin would know, um, or at least have a reasonable idea, what the maximum range of one of those would be in 12 hours. <sighs> but with that time, yeah. she could have gotten to another island, different part of the coastline, gone to another hideout. Or just you can't track a ship. Yeah, like it's set by sight and knowing you can track a ship if you know where they're likely to go. But if she's just going to another hideout, if she's got something somewhere else prepared, and knowing this, knowing this crone, she almost certainly does. Yeah. Um, um, Celestia says, um, "I think this one's lost." No. Yeah. For now. You pick yourselves up, make your way back into town, where uh, Emelina, the soul, the alchemist, uh, presents you with a small, very, which is surprisingly small, uh, green pill, which seems to be the rendered down and shrunk remains of the uh, uh, of the um, seed pod. It's quite a bitter pill, but nothing to the egg you swallowed. <laughs> and over the next hour. Very fast, you know, not magically fast, it would seem, but fast enough. You feel the fever finally break and colour return to your skin. You get back your two maximum hit points. Yay! As, uh, as the tonic successfully restores your filth fever. You also have the opportunity to return to the ship, where uh, you can see 
The crew are less jubilant and inclined towards their drinking as before. A lot of them are still on ship after the chaos of the previous night. Right. I was going to say, yeah, I don't suppose many uh, people are... Uh... Yeah, you can, you can see that. Uh, Is everyone okay? Actually, yeah. Uh, looking, talking around. Yeah, everyone made it back onto the ship. Most most sailors, uh, like the, the privateers, know that when a crisis breaks out that's not related to you, you you get out of the way of any law enforcement that might, might be looking to arrest without uh, much impunity. Yeah, it's not uh, so. No, they all as soon as things really broke out, they essentially talking to Seaman Salts about it, fought their way back to the ship uh, and just pulled up the got everyone on board pulled up the gangplank and waited it out right um, yeah Bosun uh, Bosun Solder uh, finished up getting the uh, provisions in pretty quickly the, this morning right uh, you are the you're actually the last of the crew to come back fair enough she uh, and it is actually Solder who is Standing the watch uh, when you uh, return, she and you say it's a human woman, tan skin, tight brown, brown, brown hair. Oh, good to see you, Horace. Uh, good to see you, um, Celestia Scamp. I was a bit worried about with everything that happened last night. You, you'd been uh, taken in by the blue coats. No, the blue coats weren't really. Um... Won't be a problem for us. Ah, yeah, we we heard everything going down. Glad you were glad you weren't caught up in that riot. Glad to see you too. Local politics, and he spits on the deck. She nods and spits as well. <laughs> All right, I think we'll probably be casting off. Um, and it's about this point that two of you find yourselves considering ways forward from here. Slavitska's Isle is but half a day's journey to the north. At the same time, though, Celestia, you've received the results of a troubling vision. Right now, the ship is planning to continue in search of shipping, perhaps of the very Sabre's Fancy that they've been told to keep an eye out for. If the Sabre's Fancy is still above water. Um... The either of you, and certainly the three of you, with the collective pull you have with the, with the captain right now, with your recent heroics in uh, defence against the Hawks, could make a request to go one way or the other. But it's up to the three of you to decide where you want to head next. So um, I know you have that treasure map, but that... That island isn't going anywhere, and um, the person I'm looking for potentially already has. So I don't care. Go, go wherever. The scamp's just gonna go find, like a pile of crates, and sit behind them, just out the way where no one can see. Cousin, you've got some pull with the captain, haven't you? Aye. What can I do to convince you? Anything? Um, literally anything. What do you want? What does the captain want? Do we know that it's within a day's sail of here? Nope. 
DM. We don't actually know oh, yes, distances. Um, I would say there are, like, knowing its path, yeah, if it was heading towards Crosswater and it sank, it could have been it could have been within a day's sail of here. A day's sail is like 156 uh, nautical miles. Right. So, uh, you know, on average, depending right. on wind. So it could be a day. So it could be within a day's sail. Do we know anything about ships with red sails? Uh, I assume well, not, but... Causin, I think, is the only one who could possibly right. make a history check. I mean, I doubt it, but... Ships just with on red the... sails. Yeah, because yeah, it, it uh, got um, yeah, set upon by a yeah. ship with red sails. Yeah. Well... Is so we're doing history? Yeah. Eleven. Rings a bell, and you're trying to figure out why. And it hits you. You You've never encountered a ship with red sails, and you don't know much about them. But you do know one old sailor who supposedly entang- maybe tangled with them once long ago. She's an old uh, drinking buddy of yours. A uh, woman by the name of uh, Lucky Lucia, or uh, an old human now. Um, you knew her quite a number of years ago. If she's still where she was when you last saw her, she'd be the person to ask. Uh, but where she was last time you were there was the port town of Bulwick's Bay, which is at least just over a day's sail away. You could always on the way to Crosswater. De- on the way towards Crosswater, heading north. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a place you could you could certainly at least ask the captain to drop you there to make inquiries, and it is heading broadly in the way of the lanes they'd be searching anyway. Well, if we're heading in that direction anyway, it seems uh, to make the most sense. And obviously, I mean, you relayed this to me, actually, is a good point, because we've just been talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you whether uh, you want okay. to tell well, Celestia that or not, like, obviously. Uh, well, what I'll say is that, um, yeah, if it's red sails, then uh, we need to go and uh, speak to an old drinking buddy of mine. I think, well, you leave it with me. I'll, uh, I'll speak to the captain. Is it on the way to um, the Crosswater? Will we still be heading in that general direction? Is there a chance? Yeah, it is definitely towards the way. Right. So we'd be able to pass through where they might have um, have sunk. Well, we don't even know that they've sunk yet. True. But um, yeah, if they... they have, surely there'd be some sign. It's my point. We'd be able to tell if they had or hadn't. If they've sunk within the last day or so, there's usually some flotsam, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think um, I think it's the best we've got. Are you happy to talk to the captain? Yeah, I'll go and speak with the captain now. Thank you. All right. You um, make. Celestia actually takes your hand for a second when she says thank you. Like it's a proper thank you. It's not a small one. Like it's there's no snooty about it. You make your way towards the um, uh, towards the captain's cabin and uh, knocking at the door. You hear a voice. Right, come in and make your way in. I'm going to come in with you. Okay, so looks I'm up, proper invested. Captain like, uh, Brandy um, looks up at the pair of you, gives you a nod, 
finishes, uh, he downs a uh, shot of rum that he'd been having. Uh, Captain Brandy himself does not abstain from day drinking after after the night he's well, his had. His name's fucking Captain Brandy. <laughs> Captain, Mar- Captain Marlin Brandy. Marlin oh, Brandy. God. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What? Well, perfectly normal of his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Captain, right. Ca- Captain Brandy, uh, who you can see has bags under his eyes. Like he's clearly been, st- he was clearly standing watch last night. I, I, as a rough night, Captain. Oh, he, he's, he's, he's a, you were kind of peers in the pair of you. Actually, maybe you would believe. Let's just say oh, I'm glad the bosuns managed to get all our supplies. Seems to be, uh, seems to be a strain of bad luck following us when we make port lately. Hmm. Mm. Well. When I heard they gibbeted the mayor. Yeah, it um, it did look like it. Well, I'll be looking. I'm looking forward to getting back to the sea lanes. Maybe we can find that Thrynes ship. Uh, uh, ship you're looking for. Yeah. On that note, uh, we may have come across some uh, uh, additional information. Oh, I. Bless you. Har, in fact. Um. Um, so I had some scrying done by someone and um, had them scry on the ship Mm. and it looked like they were run into by a ship with red sails red sails? don't know if they're still up didn't Mm. see that far Um, you don't know anything about ships with red sails do you? I mean ships can have all sorts of sails yeah Full red sails doesn't sound like, uh, you know, if it was an attack and probably sounds more like a, well, like a pirate of some sort. So I, I, know, mo- I know most of the privateers that uh, operate in these waters. Don't think any of them have red sails, to the best of my knowledge. Um, okay. Um, well, we were thinking on the way to Crosswater, um, we could... For a start, maybe see if there's a sign of any ships that have been sunk. Mm. Um, just in well, case, we, we hope not. But um, got no if, problem with salvage and jet- jettison, I. Yeah, and also you had um, cousin has a friend who apparently knows something about ships with red sails. She's got some sort of tie with them. Um, where did you right. say it was? Uh... Sorry, what was the name? Out of character, what the fuck was Ball the name? Witch Bay. Ball Witch Bay. Yeah, you remember this place. Yeah. Uh, it's in Ball Witch Bay. Although, um, <laughs> I know this is a bit of a, perhaps a touchy subject with him, but uh, you don't think perhaps um, old Uncle Veeg uh, might know about... I've heard a few of his stories from when he's in his cups and... Uh, if it was, it'd be more than just red sails if it was his lot. Response what are his lot? What do you mean? Uh, Reavers. Reavers. What are those? Uh, right. So you know how there's privateers and then there's pirates? Yes. Go a step further. That's Reavers. They're elves. They're elves that, that roam the high seas and 
smart folk run on the sight of them. And it'd be more than red sails. There'd be you'd know a reaver's ship if you if one if one had been. If but you, they have red seen. sails. They have all sorts of sails. Whatever, um, whatever scrap of fabric they can scavenge or loot or pillage. So red sails isn't a specific thing that they have. No, as I said, any number of sail of, of ships can have red sails, but red sails, I'll grant you, is flashy. That's that sounds to me like a ship that you know would want a reputation. So maybe if if you're if you're willing to risk going back to Bolwick's Bay, Corazon, maybe if your if your friend knows something about them. They can point you in the right direction. But all I can say is they're no privateer that I know. And they don't sound like a warship. They don't like a, sound like a warship belonging to any navy. Not privateers, not warships, not reavers. So... Sounds like a pirate. And again, if, you're for, you know, if you know someone who might know of them more directly, that'd be the way to ask. I don't mind dropping you off... In Bolwick's Bay, we're, we're we'll be looking around the we'll, we'll be sailing around the area anyway. Well, with any luck, we'll run into these uh, these Thorinies before we get there. Aye. All right. You all look knackered. Get a bit of rest. You'll be on the watch after uh, after this one. We'll get on our way. Bye, right, Captain. Oh, and uh, kind of rubs his eyes. Uh, pass that on to uh, on to Vig. I need some rest myself. Will do. Kind of slumps off towards his, uh, his his bed. You uh, do pass on the message. Yeah. And with that, uh, the sailors uh, the ship begins to make sail. Um, I'm going to go see if Scamp's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm going to turn to Corzin. Um. Is there any alcohol on this ship? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Nope, I just need to drink something. I thought we agreed no more day drinking. I do not give a single shit. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you where the rum rations are. Okay. This is going to down some rum. <laughs> She's going to get another glass of rum and take it to the child. You use up the next two days' rum. That is fine. Like, no. <laughs> she needs them now. She goes, take a glass of rum over to Scamp and sit by the crates. Sort of pass the rum over, like over the top of the crates. How are you doing? Just seven. What was that? Technical difficulties. She's seven years old. I know. That's nothing. How old are you? I don't know. More than seven? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I remember at least seven years. So okay. I've got to be older than seven. Of course. So, it's very nice how much you care. 
It's great, actually. You should keep it, but I don't think there's a lot you can do here. Not now. We'll find a way. In the meantime... Because it's, it's not good being that... I mean, it's terrible being on your own, but being sort of someone like... Someone that bad, that's worse. That's worse than being alone. I know. I've been there. It's not good. We tried. We didn't try hard enough. What else could we have done? I should have shot that bird down. I didn't want to hurt her. But I could have shot it down. But then she could have died. You could have killed her with a fireball. That wouldn't have done any good, would it? Stop her falling. Scamp. If I'm close enough. Let it go. No. No, I won't think on it. I won't let it take me over, but I'm not letting it go. Alright, don't let it go, but put it down for now. Okay. If you want to blame somebody, blame me. I delivered the letter, okay? No, I didn't do anything. Fucking stupid half orc and the stupid people who laugh at people for being ugly. How's how's that right? Should it's have burnt not. the whole town down. The scam. If you try and kill every bad person you come across, there's not going to be anyone left. Some people it's not are a just. Bad thing. Well, then you'd be a bad person because you'd have killed everyone. There. <laughs> Drink your rum. <laughs> I down the rum in one. <laughs> I, so I am very yeah. drunk, actually. I, I, just, just because, um, because I realised you actually did this, uh, previ- you, you'd actually used it previously and I forgot it in between the long rest. Um I'm just going to ask you to roll a d100 for me, please. Oh, now? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you are a bad man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to have to ask you guys, because you've got my player's manual, to tell me. Right. It's, it's The page is... yeah. Uh, I've got it somewhere, that. if that helps. Yeah. No, I've got it. Yeah, the page is uh, the only one that's got a green tab in it. I think it's the green tab or the, or the pink tab, one of those. Pink tab. Okay, well I've just looked it up and that is the best thing ever. I oh, rolled a 48. 48? Roll? 48. 48. <laughs> a unicorn controlled by the DM appears in a space within five feet of you and disappears one minute later. Okay, as, now, as you down the shot and uh, as, as, as you down the shot your, your vision sort of blurs for the moment. Celestia, you kind of like you sort of. Sigh. I'm just like gonna put. I'm gonna like be putting a hand on her yeah, shoulder to comfort her, like you know, trying to have like a meditative, yeah, yeah, sad um, moment together. Yeah, her, her, her. Your vision sort of blurs for a moment as you look as scamp as you look up. There is this beautiful white horse hidden behind the crates. No one else can see it but you and Celestia. Just this amazing white horse, whiter than white, with a with a, with a curled uh, with a curled horn sticking out of its forehead. As it, it sort of, and it looks at you with sad eyes. And is Celestia it, jumps to her feet and goes, "What in the name of the royal fucking underdark is happening right now?" The, 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 I the made uni- a unicorn. The, the unicorn seems to ignore ignores you, 
And it looks at you, Scamp, and it lowers its head and it sort of nuzzles you affectionately on the cheek and it touches you with its horn. And as it does so, this sense of almost peace, more like sadness and release passes through you. You feel like everything you're trying to hold back, all the frustration is just, it's just starting to come out in tears and you feel awful, but, but the tears won't stop flowing and it's, it's, it's healing in a strange way. The unicorn stays nuzzling your uh, cheek for most of a minute. It turn and it I'm bows gonna its head. hug her. Yeah, it bows its head. It turns. It passes behind the crates. Yeah, I'm just gonna gone. sit with Scamp and just sort of hold on to her for a bit until she's done. You never see that unicorn again. <laughs> I mean, well, unless, we roll, unless we roll, unless we roll that. <laughs> Sessie's also just going to down the rest of her rum with one hand yeah. while she's holding on yeah. to the weeping no tea flame with the other No one else sees a unicorn. No one else. It could have turned up like uh, before we went after the fucking plant monster. <laughs> Unicorns can heal disease. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Corsin comes down going, Okay, am I going absolutely. Don't even. Or did I just hear, like, hoof prints down there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to minor illusion a little picture of a unicorn, and it looks like a child drew it. It doesn't oh. look like <laughs> Okay. Um, Celestia's just going to go, just, um, a lot's happened today, and I just, let's just not even go there. Something weird happened. Um, it was a selection of a long list of weird things that have happened today. Let's just leave it there, okay? She just hangs on to Scamp as she says this. <laughs> you, um... I'm sorry, I feel duty-bound to ask. Is it a um, uh, like an independent weird thing, or is it a Scamp-based weird thing? It's a Scamp-based weird thing. Right. Anything broken? No, everything's fine. Anything <laughs> disappeared in other ways messed about with? Nope. Right, I won't ask. Okay, and the three of you sit in quite, quite, quietly for an hour or so until your ship comes up. The ship uh, <coughs> makes sail towards uh, around the delta and, and large islands that uh, make up you know, the headland on which paid as much is based. Uh, Curving actually not um, not more than 30 miles from uh, Slavitska's Isle uh, and the course it makes. The ship, uh, the following day, um, because it actually, no, it would be not even the following day, that evening, based uh, as you were hit by good winds, uh, so the evening of the 14th, makes it to the town of Borwick's Bay. Um, Borwick's Bay... Uh, is a larger town than um, uh, than Scotland's Cove was, uh, and it seems yeah, it's, it seems like fairly busy. The, the the docks are larger. There's more ships in them. There's also a seawall uh, that has been built to contain the harbour, and you can see that there are winches either side for a chain uh, boom to be raised 
to block incoming or outgoing ships should the docks need to be uh, sealed down for whatever reason. Um, the ship makes a, what is planned to be a uh, brief stop-off, but as they make port, you look up and you can see there is uh, a there is what appears to be a an Orsirian merchanter uh, in port at the moment. And as you're as you're, you're on deck as the ship's pulling in, and Uncle v, uh, and First Mate V is watching that, he goes, "You know, I think <laughs> I think that uh, Uncle Vig might have a word with." Uh, with uh, the local uh, shipping, uh, the harbor master's assistant in this part. Find out maybe when that ship is leaving. Do I hear this? Oh yeah, you're right by him. Do we all hear this? Okay. Yeah, you all hear this. You're all, you're all on deck at the same time. I what? say as him, I will be delighted to make your introductions. <laughs> Celestia's just looking back and forth. Am I missing something here? Like what? <laughs> What what is happening? If we know when the ship is uh, leaving, then uh, we can wait a little while, follow after it, wait until it reaches a point away from observers, and he draws a finger across his throat. We make payday. I see for a second. Yeah. Possibly to be cut out of the podcast. Have I flat out just missed if this has red sails, or is this literally just? Oh no, this doesn't else? have red sails. This okay, is just. Cool. I'm uh, sorry. No, I just you were all looking just, at me with such meaning. Oh, yeah, I was no, like, no, I think this I've is missed just something a, here. This is just a merchant ship which yeah. they are planning to rob. Okay, I have just legitimately missed something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Okay, cool. I no. was worried that I hadn't heard a bit of no, a certain no, 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 sentence. No, no, no. There are no ships in port with red sails. You haven't missed anything. Is that there is information you don't know? No, that's fine. Yeah, it's just information you don't know. But no, uh, the you did both the, did really good acting, and were looking at me like with <laughs> such meaning that I just thought I literally, <laughs> I'd literally like out of character missed something. I was like, am uh, I no, just like? No, uh, the uh, looking around this port, I can say actually, yeah, there are there are ships with blue sails, green sails, one with purple sail, with purple rimmed sails, but there's no, no ships with red sails. That one is it is actually. <laughs> Yeah, it is a ship flying the colours of uh, of Tyre, the uh, most prominent of the city-states of the Tyrian principalities and the seat of the uh, Church of Regency. Oh, yeah, um, not an official ship from the looks of it, just one of their trading ships. It just happens to be happens to be parked in, and they have the most ostentatious flag, uh, flag colours. Fantasy Vatican. So I'm going <laughs> to yes, turn to in and just flat out ask, what's that ship to you then? The ship, never seen it before in my life, but I do happen to know the uh, harbour master here. Uh, <laughs> the ship that Uncle Pete was talking about? No, i uh, never seen that one before in my life, mm. but um, I, I, I know the harbour master here and I think I might be able to um, swing us a favour. Okay. You know the harbour master here. Um, you do remember why you know the harbour master here? Yes, once I uh, um, <laughs> consider yeah. my notes. Or... Yeah, this is. You definitely want to check your notes in this one um, because. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a reason you know the harbour master here. <laughs> my God, Cousin has such a heavy backstory. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> Just in brief, he's been about a bit. In what way? 
<laughs> I mean, he's been sailing for a while. He's met a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> and? There's something very specific I need to ask this uh, master about, but, um, you know, it's an excuse to open a dialogue. Hmm. Okay, and... Um, I will say that you recall that potentially you may wish to keep your head down during this visit a certain amount. Hmm. Based on, uh, based on the circumstances in which you left. And, um, this friend of yours, is she nearby? <clears throat> It is, um, it is evening, so the uh, sun is setting and the taverns are filling up. Uh, from your previous time here, Corsa, yeah, I'm going to say that you can, you can recall there essentially being... There's some smaller drinking holes, but there's three pubs worth noting. Uh, the, the Wishing Fish, uh, which is more of, a, more of a middle upper class sort of haunt. The Mermaid's Milk, where most of the sailors drink. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a child. A mermaid's mammals. <laughs> no, not exactly. The, you, I don't want to think about you'd that. You'd have to too go hard. up. You'd have to go up to this to, and look at the sign and the stuck pig, <laughs> uh, which is kind of where, as you recall, that's kind of a rough and tumble sort of place. <laughs> well, I, I want to know about this mermaid. <laughs> I have <laughs> me and Scamp having a having a conversation. Hold on. Actually, are we in the town yet? Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to say you, you guys are. Uh, as the as the ship is Sorry, as, the ship around, made, really made dock, and you're now that. kind of so you slip off uh, to. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to say you slip off one gangplank while um, first mate Vig goes to talk to the um, uh, not the harbour master but one of the harbour master's assistants. The harbour master himself uh, does not appear to be uh, immediately present, at least doing his job right now you do notice i'm just going to say make a perception check okay i'm going to see if you notice anything curious about the album me personally or everyone anyone anyone who wants to make one yes yeah, why not you tell us no don't do anything <laughs> so, well. oh, what is mine um really distracted by the idea seven. of mermaids uh, well, um that is a 14 okay the hotmaster assistant is fairly you know not particularly memorable figure just seems to be a slightly bookish-looking uh, uh, young human woman. Uh, but flanking her, kind of almost like walking a few steps behind, there are a couple of um, kind of rougher-looking sorts. Uh, a man and a woman, both human, in uh, what look like simple, kind of dusty, faded blue robes. Uh, and one of them has a quarterstaff, and the other has a um, kind of has like a like like you can see a, a long handled workman's hammer at his belt, uh, and they just sort of seem to be following the harbour master, kind of presenting a bit of a tough front. Do I recognise either of them? Oh man! See, if Celestia's pointed this out to you, then you can make an intelligence check just to check your memory. Okay. Has she? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You found this curious enough to point out to Cousin? Why does the harbour master have guards? It's weird. That would be in. Well, if it's straight intelligence, that's yeah. a nine. They look like some people you might know, but it's hard to recognise a face from the perspective of a boot. Fair enough. 
so uh where do you wish to head um oh yeah there is also like looking around yeah there's apart from the local various local buildings there's also quite a large um temple uh near the uh, on the harbor front and you can recognize there is the distinctive uh hook symbol of saint capron the patron saint of fishermen oh, on cool. the front. Um, so, where's this friend of yours? Well, um, I suggest that we start off in the stuck pig and work from there. Hmm. Okay. What about this mermaid? Yeah, as we're walking past the mermaid's milk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, do, if you do want, mermaids, the mermaids have say, yeah, you can, you can walk past the mermaid's milk. Yeah. And, um, it sounds like there's a fair bit of, uh, 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 of, uh, uh, of, you know, like, uh, of banter going on from within. And you can see the sign has a, um, very busty mermaid, uh, you know, oh, tail, but uh, holding what appears to be two tankards filled with milk. They are slightly okay, I thought you were going to say something way worse. Uh, so I turn, I, she's holding the tankards and the size and how ridiculously over endowed she is. There is an obvious pun being made in the in, in the sign. It's like the Starbucks symbol after dark. <laughs> oh god, like poor Starbucks. I lean over to Scamp and I'm just like, maybe she's just maybe that's just other milk that she's mm. that she's drinking. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's probably best not to think about it. Too. Yeah. Okay. Let's just stop pig. I was thinking. Okay. You're a child. Stop thinking. Let's go to the pig. <laughs> Let's go to the rough bar, child. Instead, <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay. So you head to the stuck pig, um, where yeah, and it's it's tucked a little out of the way, and. Um, there is what at first or the sign looks to be a comical image of a pig whose head is stuck in like between a fence but you can see that it's it's rear like it's it's back legs and flank is proceeding and on the back legs and flank you can uh, flank you can see there is painted an image of a spear through it oh. yeah it's as if they made the pun and then decided just to disconcert you to put the actual uh, an actual stuck pig as well oh, yeah okay. you remember this sign cousin okay i'm gonna oh, keep my hood up come on yeah hood up dwarf mode on uh is a fucking idiot so she's just gonna bang in through the door with no subtlety whatsoever okay. i straighten my uh, tricorn and stand up to my full <sighs> Yep. Uh, rather insignificant oh, height. Oh, two foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> ten. <laughs> two foot ten, sorry. Swaggy away in. Uh, can I have... <laughs> Inches are important. Can I have uh, a charisma check from... Just a straight charisma check from uh, Celestia and from Corzin, as you are. Right. Fucking hell. Oh, God, that's terrible. That's nice to... uh-huh. That is a nine. Corzin? A ten. Shit. Okay. <laughs> wasn't outrolled the bard. Yeah, as you, you sort of flounce in why. Celestia, and you get a couple of like weird looks, and you can see this this t- tavern is full of very rough kind of uh, you know, cut up looking um, men and women, uh, some halflings, some humans who are busy sort of dicing, hard drinking. It's quite a dingy sort of dive. Causing you walk in. Like with a bit of a swagger, and you see a couple of people look over and then hide their faces. 
The vast majority of the, uh, people in this pub need to shave on an hourly basis. Oh, yeah. And that's just the women. <clears throat> oh, wow. The, uh, <laughs> okay. the, Can I roll um, a perception to see if I've noticed people looking away from closet? You don't need to. <laughs> okay, is, that, is it yeah, that yeah. obvious? Right. Um, and you can see as the, uh, at the f- uh, near the bar, uh, behind the bar, which is full of various bottles of various types, there is a bald... Um, uh, half elf, kind of wiry but muscled. He's wearing, he's wearing a similar uh, outfit to uh, Corzin. Sans the, uh, sans the tricorn, but that kind of waistcoat, like vest, but no shirt. Uh, he is, as I say, half elf. He has deep black skin. You'd think maybe like the Sanistani heritage in there, like not gr- not like charcoal grey. Like, There's what like, heritage, like, sorry. Yeah, Sanistani, like from the from the uh, uh, minor continent of Sanistal. Okay. Um, it's a it's a surface land. Uh, unlike the um, charcoal grey sort of black skin of the drow, mm-hmm. this looks to be uh, probably from his human side. Um, oh, just like like a normal yeah, black just, person, yeah, yeah, frankly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very very dark brown. Yeah. Um, uh, but from the elven side, you can see he has golden-looking eyes. Okay, uh, interesting. And he also looks like he frowned too much as a child and it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He is uh, he is wiping out a mug with a rag as you uh, as you approach. Cause in, been some time. So as. Kind of doesn't quite make eye contact with it. Like, kind of looks up, nods, goes back to portion marks. Still serving Zorn. the same old dross. Yeah. You, uh, actually, I recently, uh, I recently managed to uh, procure an even shitter dross than that. If you'd like. So, how many do you want? Three. Three. He um, pours out. Uh, uh, he pulls out a uh, small shot of just this f- almost like o- almost like cough syrup in consistency oh. black mm. thing. is it fucking Jaeger? is that what it is? it smells strongly of rum and medicine and medicinal oh, sort of, rum of, Jaeger. of herbs um, Celestia goes I'll buy oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Celestia yeah. says um, I'll buy I owe you she, uh, he nods uh, to, uh, uh, to, to you be twelve. It'd be twelve copper pennies. Okay. And them so takes them, over. and yeah, you, they are definitely uh, a shot to be knocked back. You don't want to savor this stuff any longer than you have to. Um, he looks at it and says, "I wanted a drink, not fucking lamp oil." <laughs> Get that down. You are boy some ale as well, and. Um, <clears throat> Says, be six copper for the ales. <laughs> Pours you out three ales. They're more palatable. <laughs> so, well, it's uh, some nerve you got showing your face in uh, in these parts, causing you're aware that you were, uh, there's still a warrant for you. I just oh, turn and look at him, him, lean on the bar, and just like arms crossed, just fucking give him a look. A warrant. What did you do? I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> he looks around. I'm just going to say, make, make, a, make a deception joke. Celestia sniggers into her ale glass. Like. 
That is a 25. Oh, yeah. Fucking, how yeah. did that work? Um, the, the barman, <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, the barman who you, uh, you recall from experience uh, causing is called Ferrin. No last name. Right. Uh, so he looks at you and goes, yes, I can see that. Um. <laughs> and looks at you very strangely <laughs> while, while finishing pouring. I, I just say, ignore him. Off. He's already in a few cups. All right. Um. <laughs> so uh, he, he look, nods to you. If you haven't already downed the shots, he says, Cousin knows the proper way to drink that, but if you fancy, you can just drop one into the other. I'm going to do that. Okay, you I'm going to do a fucking yeah, in-character Jagerbomb, because fuck you all, that's <laughs> why. You essentially depth charge this shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's basically... That's what it's called, actually, the depth charge. Yeah. Depth charge. I love that. That's a much better name for a Jagerbomb. That's awful. Just, just be sure to copyright that. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 rough. <laughs> <laughs> and my eyes streaming afterwards. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Gordon says, "Now, look, um, I've got absolutely uh, nothing against any uh, either you or any of your patrons. I'm just in here for a quiet drink and to possibly meet up with a few." Associates of mine. These are. Uh, would these be the associates who washed up on shore earlier today? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, if you're looking for those shipwreck survivors, they're uh, they're currently in the uh, in the mermaid's milk. Unless he leaves, maybe she just goes. We're in the wrong pub. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How many of them? Ah. Uh, Six of them made it. If either of you are still there... Celestia's not, she's gone. Uh, I'm I'm at the door. Then for the benefit of our audience... (laughs) Yes. I'm at the door. Oh, do you need us to take our headphones out? No, no, no. no, 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 It was just causing drains slightly. (laughs) Yeah. Well... They only turned up today. Yeah, they managed to make. Uh, they uh, rode in on what uh, on what was left of a rowboat. From what I hear, they're the only uh, one of the lifeboats that made it. If you want their story, probably better to go ask them in person. He sort of turns around and goes, "Fucking Regent's teeth, the same fucking day." Same fucking day. And um, actually, no. He, he just leaves the ale on the bar and turns around. I'll keep this warm for you. That's <laughs> not how you should drink. Never mind. <laughs> Ew. Says he's already in the mermaid's milk. She's yeah. fucking gone, mate. Like. Yeah. You you go to catch up with the the others. Okay, Celestia, you storm out, head straight to the mermaid's milk. Yeah, I'd literally just do a circuit yeah. round, round no. the part and just, yeah, just look for fucking Leah, to be oh, honest. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, so looking in, um, you immediately see that most of the bar's attention is focused in on a handful of sailors. Six of them, some male, some female, none of them Leah. Uh, they all look bedraggled and the people are kind of buying them... Yeah, like drinks have been stacked up next to them. Uh, you know, most of them are on one table. A couple of them are off by the side, sort of eating some watery soup. 
And you can see this this tavern is much friendlier by and large. There's you know not everyone is focused in on these survivors, but there's a few others here and there drinking, generally having a good time. Uh, the barman here is a um, again as different from Theron as you can get. He he's a big bearded, fat, plump halfling with a very loud yellow waistcoat. Um, he is uh, 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 in kind of busy juggling various orders. You also notice, just because it's impossible not to, perched on um, uh, on a bar stool, kind of high up, and several, clearly from the tankers, empty tankers to one side, several ways into his cups, uh, is a uh, is a gnome, um, male, short golden hair, blue eyes, in an eye-searing red waistcoat, uh, with a white shirt and. Uh, an orange cravat, black trousers, shiny shoes. You can see off to one side there is a broad red, red a brimmed red hat with a with a with a feather in. Just seems to be busy uh, quietly having. Uh, you know, quite, it's not actually that quietly. He's. You can just hear this kind of raucous singing along to the uh, to the uh, bard, the, the minstrel. There is actually already a minstrel you know, playing along a popular tune in this in this tavern, uh, as opposed to the kind of dour ch- chatter of uh, the stuck pig. Celestia's going to go up to the barman. Um, sorry, uh, do you know if there are any other survivors from the shipwreck? <clears throat> well, hello there, says the, the barman. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the... Uh, oh, right, sir. Uh, Sorry, but I'm afraid it's only those six who made it through. Terrible ordeal they went through. Do you know what happened? What, what ship was it? What? Yes, they're survivors from the Saber's Fancy. The uh, ship got taken down uh, ooh, pretty late last night. Uh, they managed to row to safety, but it seems like of all the lifeboats, they're the only one that made it. Uh, maybe you might, if you, if you knew anyone on that, maybe you might want to talk to one of the kind of. Non- yeah, she's, go- she's already gone over. Yeah. She doesn't even listen yeah, to the end of the sentence. She's going over she's to of, any oh, of them. Okay then, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. come back and um, want a drink. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. Go over to them and like they, yeah. just the corner where they are. All yeah, of them. there's there's the, there's the two who are just sort of sipping their soup. Uh, do any of you, did any of you know a woman called Leah on the Sabers Fancy? Sorry, I, 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 I'm a friend. Leah um, no, Leah Don. They kind of elf shrug. blonde blue eyes. Um, bracelet. Um, uh, it was sort of a bracelet like half a moon. Although they might have um, taken that off her. I don't know. No, no one on the crew like that. Um, not in the crew she would have been a slave uh, we, we didn't really we, we didn't really interact with the cargo um, I, 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 the, the cargo yeah and by this point Scamp you will have come in and seen what's happening and, and been able to oh, come dear. up <laughs> did you ever see any cargo yeah, that had it. blonde hair and blue eyes and was a fucking elf by any chance the pair of them kind of look at each other cautiously Maybe there was. We we didn't deal with. We we just we just sailed the sh- the ship, all right. With like we we didn't want to deal with any cutthroats and criminals that were uh, that, that were being sold as slaves. That's not that wasn't our job. We just we just manned the rigging. What happened to any of them? Any ideas? Please tell look, me the story. I have money. I have anything you like. Okay, look, that's it's fine. We we were attacked by uh, by pirates last night. Um, 
They were in uh, this uh, frigate, had bright red sails. Uh, they just they they, they 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 caught up to us. They started shooting us. Uh, some of the 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 the, the, car, the, <clears throat> the slaves they, they, they got free. Uh, they fought. Uh, they fought the um, the guards for weapons. They started uh, trying to take uh, t- moving to take the ship. Uh, the, the the fancy couldn't move at that point, so you know we we all just got onto lifeboats. We we, we tried to to make our, our way out. About six of the lifeboats uh, got away, but by that point the pirates were already pulling in. Um, the 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 pirates they fired a few parting shots, took down most of the lifeboats. I think, uh, yeah, there were about two, the two, maybe three of us made it away before they started boarding and looting the ship. And then uh, the other boats, they got lost in, in the waves and, and, and were the, as far as I know, were the only ones that made it to shore. Right. Um, did you see anyone dead? Uh, any slaves, anyone? No slaves got in lifeboats, right? No, no. Did you no. see anyone dead? Uh, I, I can't think of anyone that matched. Use this, this, your this, brain. Did you see anyone um, dead? Blonde, uh, blue eyes, elf. Uh, uh, no, I, I didn't see anyone dead like that. We, we were just focused on getting out. Were they taking people alive? Uh, by that point, we'd left the ship. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Corzin, make a perception check. Right. Um, Twenty-one. Yeah, scanning the room, you can see in one corner, already having spotted you, uh, come in. There is an older-looking uh, human woman, uh, probably in her early sixties, still pretty heavily muscled for her age, uh, with a white sailor's tail. Currently busy chewing on some chewing tobacco, uh, and yeah, you both you make eye contact. It's uh, Lucky Lucia. So again, it gives you a nod as you come in and then looks over at the at the small commotion happening over at the side table. Mm. Celestia's being too loud and too, like, yeah. obvious. She's not being subtle. Yeah. So there's there's literally nothing useful you can tell me. Nothing uh, at all? You didn't you didn't take note of any of your cargo's faces even slightly? Ken, we didn't... Didn't give them a second thought, no? We didn't... Look, that wasn't our job. We just sailed the ship. Celestia just knocks his ale over and... Fucks off to the bar yeah, and gets herself a drink. I'm going to use a minor illusion to make a little voice go, You're an idiot behind his ear. Why? <laughs> he turns around and they just sort of. I wish Celestia had walked off slowly enough to see that, but I really yeah. didn't think she I really yeah. don't think she did, unfortunately. Uh, the, the two of them kind of like, just, John, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's just. Celestia's going to go up to the bar and shuffle off elsewhere. I would like a bottle of whiskey, please. Right you are then. Uh, looks down, uh, pulls up one from under the bar, and it is just yeah, it is a solid bottle, like like not like a huge bottle, but like a small bottle, like the kind you might you know like maybe maybe like fifty, like half a liter. Um, mm-hmm. So like you know, it's it's enough. Like, oh, How much? Um, Counts it out in his head. Call it uh, three gold pieces. Cracking. Right, you are. Uh, and Celestia just buys it, and she just takes uh, the top you, off, you and can, just as, makes uh, a start. By the time you've counted out two of the gold pieces, the gnome at the bar slaps down a third. Like, looks up at you. 
you look like you're having a rough night. And there's this way when he speaks, his eyes just slightly too wide. But there's a kind of a grin. Like, not like he's mocking you, just like, like it's perpetually there. Yes. Yes. Do you have a problem with that? Not particularly. Do you want to have a fight? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Fuck it. What? She hits him. Okay, make an attack roll. <laughs> oh god, this is such a bad idea. I'm so squishy. Fuck. This isn't going to go well. Okay. It's what Celestia would do. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... What is an attack roll for a punch? Well, that uh, doesn't just, matter, uh, you actually, are but just so I know. Uh, so... Up to you either, because I guess you are. You can use a punch as a finesse weapon, I suppose. Um, do, do you have the tavern brawler feet? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, absolutely uh, not. Then it's it's proficiency plus strength or dex, so depending. Know. I guess. I guess actually no, unless you yeah, it's it's unless you're a monk, it's strength. Yeah. So proficiency plus your strength modifier, and you do one damage plus your strength bonus. Okay, well, um, I mean, it doesn't really matter because that was a two, but I thought I should know in case I hit him again, <laughs> so, you know. He, he kind of ducks out of the way and grins. Um, Can I kick up... him in the shins? Uh, yeah, make an attack roll. That's <laughs> half-goat tiefling thing runs um, in. I'm going to say this is a glass tankard as well, just for extra fun. <laughs> so that is um, a 12. Uh, 12. That is not actually enough. Um... Oh, I'm going to put fiddles back on Which for this. doesn't matter, because if this was my strength bonus plus one, that is zero. Uh, I can literally do no damage by hitting my damage, But yeah, it'd be one damage. And as you uh, you throw a punch and he falls to the side <laughs> and laughs. <laughs> See, now, now we're talking. And he takes the glass tankard and smashes it against his own forehead. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> fuck. Uh, placing himself in a rage. Oh no. <laughs> Die. This is where I die. Like, and, this start, is the end. Uh, and gleefully launches himself at you uh, with a. Uh, can, yeah, I think he can. This this counts actually. So uh, I'll call this a reckless attack. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Do it. Yeah. No. Uh, so that uh, that definitely hits. That would of course be. Of it does. Yeah. That would be like a like a a. a Three, a, a, a non-natural twenty. Of course, it fucking hits. I'm a bot. <laughs> he does. Uh, this is all non-lethal damage, by the way, uh, because he's keeping it friendly. Uh, he does. Uh, he does two points. Or actually, no, he's in a raid. He does four points Shit. of punching damage to you. That's quite a lot. Yes. Um, at this moment, I witness this occur. Yeah. I'm, in mid-stride towards going uh, to yeah. meet up with my friend. And then your friends do something uh, stupid and instead. Go, uh, and I hold up <laughs> my finger and say, one second. <laughs> Rolls up his uh, imaginary sleeve. <laughs> and, um, Celestia's really far gone now, by the way. She just said, come and get me, you fucker! <laughs> Actually, important, important yeah. point. Where is this gnome in relative to them and how tall is he? Uh, he is oh uh, he is a, a a shimmeringly high uh, three foot one. Okay, so he's, he's taller than you. Inches in, in on me, all right. How is this working when he's hitting me? I'm six he, foot he, four. He pulls it. He's already on a high bar stool. I'm just going to say for the sake of this. Yep, he pulls right. himself up onto the bar and throws okay, a punch right. and just catches <gasps> you against the truth on the jaw. He's he's on the bar, right? Yeah. Okay. 
giggling like a nutter. Break into a, uh, a a light run. Yeah. I am going to use the boss uh, stool as leverage. Yeah. And I'm going to try and uppercut his bollocks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you make your attack with advantage because he's rec- fighting recklessly. Okay. Oh. That's a uh, smack. Okay, that was a uh, 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 right. So it would be uh, my strength plus proficiency yeah. for that. Right, so that was a 19. That hits roll. Actually, it's damage. It's wonder. Actually, are you using the boss tool? Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Improvised weapon, then. I'm going to say 1d6 plus. Right. Because it's a large strength. weapon. You're kind of using it both wet hands. Yeah. My strength is three. Okay. That's six damage. Oh, half to three. <laughs> because raging. But <laughs> as you knock him, I'm going to say you knock him off the bar and into some of the... Fortunately, mostly empty bottles, and there is a crash. Uh, <laughs> like so several of the bar, t- uh, uh, of the members of the bar look over, um, and at this point, people are suddenly scrambling as this halfling, now covered in glass cuts, sorry, this this gnome covered in glass cuts, kind of sets up, giggling, and <laughs> now finally, I'm having some decent entertainment in this town. What the fuck is wrong with him? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, in this in this impro- in this very very impromptu initiative, I'm going to say then it's uh, it, it's Celestia. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So Celestia, as a bonus action, if you will allow this, is yeah. going to down as much of the whiskey she left on the bar as she possibly can. Okay. And then she's yeah. going to punch him in the face. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so I've got advantage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Right. And you said it's proficiency plus dex or strength? Ah, uh, strength. Strength. Oh, shit, that's good. Okay, so that's a 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, 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 you lamp him. How much damage? Uh, what is the damage again? Sorry, I've lost track. Uh, strength plus one. Yeah. Uh, okay, just strength? Yeah. Uh, so that's two. Okay. Quack! <laughs> <laughs> Half to one because he's raging. You give him a bloody lip. And he just seems to just ignore it. <laughs> oh, finally! It's been good to get some aggra- some aggression out, scamp. <laughs> Celestia's gonna go fuck yes and just like carry on. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, scamp. Uh, so where's where is this gnome at the moment? He's currently standing on the bar, like he's stepped back. Uh, he's uh, I'm gonna say yeah, he's le- actually no, he was not. Uh, so he's currently kind of sprawled on one of the gla- one of the drinks uh, sort of racks. After having been knocked into them by the uh, uh, by the bar stool, I am going to. I'm just going to jump on him and try and bite him. Okay, go for it. Make an attack roll. Full pounce. What am I rolling? Uh, just uh, strength, uh, strength plus proficiency. Oh dear. You'll do one oh, point of damage. Well, that is a natural one. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. You slip um, and you crash into the bottles yourself, ending up prone on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> several, so it's like you, uh, you, you kind of shove, sh- uh, you shield your head before several bottles are able to break on you. <laughs> but you are now soaked with alcohol. <laughs> I am not casting any flame things anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Um, Get in a lot of trouble. The uh, okay, that makes it fighty's go. Fighty launches uh, 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 launches himself off the bar, grabs you by the lapels. Still reckless attacks. Fighty. <laughs> yeah, fighty. Fuck. And says, 
And actually, uh, ooh, this might not hit. <laughs> this is an 11. Versus who? Oh, that does not hit me. Oh, versus Celestia, okay. Ah, yes. Yeah, no, only gets one. I have an armor class. Yes, only gets one. <laughs> Sometimes. One hit in. Um, and he's not using, and he's not dual wielding, so he doesn't get his bonus attack actions. Um, <laughs> so he kind of grabs you and make, and grabs you by the lapels and makes to nut you and goes, Name's, name's Foyty, Foyty Gubbinswick, pleased to meet you. And he goes to nut you and you just pull back out of the way before he can. Okay. <laughs> This is going to get nice to meet you two. <laughs> okay, uh, that Before makes it Corsin's go. Trying to hurt him, Corsin, okay. Um, is the uh, barstool still intact? Intact enough, yep. Right. Um, actually, is it is it one of those four-legged barstools that have kind of like yeah, yeah. crossbars yeah. at the bottom? Yeah, it's one of those types. Right, I am going to um, attempt to hook that crossbar around his neck and <laughs> drag him to the ground. Oh yes, um, I'm going to call this just. Call, I'm going to call this an opposed athletics check. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm quite good at athletics too. Thanks. Glad somebody is. Um, that's uh, that's yeah. going to be a seventeen. Uh, he has advantage because he's raging. Uh, so. No, uh, you you catch him, and he's locked in there. But he's holding it; he doesn't pull off. And now he's holding it back, back to try and grabs onto your arms to stop you from letting go of it. Okay. So he's he's stuck in the cage, but you can't pull him off the bar, and he is just grinning, his eyes glinting. Okay. Um, that makes it Celestia's go. So he's. On the floor. No, no, he's okay. on the bar. He's on he, the like, bar. You've shoved, he's, he, like, he's been pulled off your lapels okay. onto the bar. He's now trapped in this cage of a uh, bar stall and is not let, but is also not letting Corzin let go of him. Yeah. Okay. Um, Celestia, again, as a bonus action, is going to down as much of the bottle of whiskey as she can get into her. Yeah. And then she's going to go, it's Celestia Stardust, by the way. Make a, make, crack make him on a the head constitution with a save against alcoholism. Oh, it's going it's <laughs> to I mean, not alcoholism, but just... Uh... My constitution's really good. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like a 14, actually. It's okay, not too bad. You actually, yeah, you actually hold your liquor. I stay standing, yeah. anyway. <laughs> oh, you were being ironic when you said it was really good. Oh, it's really not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Minus one, I think. But yeah, and then she's going to... Yeah. Try and lamp him with a whiskey bottle. Yeah, with the oh, little with the... remaining whiskey. That's yeah, in it. with lots left of the whiskey. Fuck, you've drunk a lot. I have. Okay, I'm yeah, go for it. Make, a, make an attack roll. Oh, that's really good. Um, so that is I'm assuming it's strength plus proficiency. Yeah, twenty-two. Oh, nice. Uh, the bottle breaks, but roll one d four plus your strength. Okay. Mm. Um, so that is a four. Oh, nice. After two, but still, the bottle smashes over his head, uh, uh, and it leaves several kind of several shallow cuts as it does so, splashing him with whi- whiskey, and she kind of licks his lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's what I call a he- that's what I call strong alcohol. <laughs> um, I say, that's plenty good whiskey, isn't it? I say to him over the phone. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely worth the gold piece. Um, scamp. Get up! You just yeah, you get up. That's that takes half your movement. <laughs> I am going to just grab his leg and try to sink my fangs into his ankle. Okay, make an attack roll. 
I'm gonna use a different dice. That one can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much better. That's a three. Three, yeah. From the exterior perspective, this this dwarf is now just trying to nom on this on this nose leg <laughs> in a frantic fight. Uh, no, we're going back to fiddles, Luke. Uh, so yeah, the um, uh, he kind of kicks you off as you try to uh, to get to get a, a bite in. Uh, okay, so for Fighty's turn, uh, he reaches down to the bar, picks up his hat, and pulls it onto his uh, onto his head. Uh, before grinning it at you, Corzin, uh, picking up the uh, pulling and uh, sort of looping over the bar stool with his hands on, so it goes over his head and is now trying to do to grab you netted in the uh, bar stool. So right. this is an opponent athletics check. All right, I am so into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. that's going to be a uh, a thirteen. Natural 20. Good athletics, Jesus, yeah. I saw you roll. Natural that. 20. Oh, With you having to stand on the bar as well to manage this, he <sighs> grabs you, grins and goes, Ah, oh, now, now so you got to say, this is a good night, and sweeps you along the bar, taking several glasses <laughs> in the process before knocking you behind the bar as the halfling back there desperately <laughs> pulls out of the way. Uh, you smack into several bottles, uh, and Fighty kind of, uh, winks at you all, pulls literally a handful of gold, uh, tosses them down after you, sort of in the direction of the barman, and says, We've got to do this again! And, stu- and stumbles off towards the back exit. <laughs> the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to start sucking alcohol out of my very soaked cloak. <laughs> So let's just gonna pick up the handful of gold, not even really caring how much yeah. it is. Take it over the barman and just be like, don't call the watch or anything. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Oh, uh, okay. Go on, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. No, that didn't even get out of the dice tower, come on. <laughs> no, again! <laughs> Kill me! Oh god, no! That would be. Oh, that would be a ten. Kind of takes the gold. Sure. I put five more on the table myself, out of my purse. <laughs> Sweeps it away. Well, so long as you're done for the night, he kind of looks meaningfully at the exit. Well, you can see Lucky Lucy with his arms folded, watching this all with a with a big shitty tinkering. <laughs> Potentially interesting bloke there. I'm really quite drunk. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, I'm going to go and speak with someone. I'll be back. Okay. Um, I think maybe. Mm, who are you talking to? Is it your? Do we use a beaver? Uh, no, no. It, it's fine. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the other pub because I don't think this one likes me anymore. No, you just and I uh, actually before I yeah. uh, walk over there. I lean across to the uh, the barman and I say, um, she's had a bit of a rough day, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yes. He's um, kind of strained smile now. <laughs> it was maybe uh, just uh, uh, some gin and tonic water and just leave out the gin. Um, 
It's he kind of looks the the rest of the of the, the, the even the bard is kind of like very stop playing momentarily before awkwardly picking it back up. There's uh, how about I let you um, drink it off in a in one of the back rooms? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Come on. That would- Thank you, your scholar. And I'm, I'm just pulling her. <laughs> I sort of pat the barman on the shoulder. So. <laughs> okay, uh, Scamp, are you going to stay with uh, with Celestia or follow uh, or follow Cousin? Uh, I'll keep an eye on Celestia. Okay, you stay. I think it's safest. Who's child binding who now? <laughs> in fact, I'm going to ask soberish. I'm going to ask that in, in credit. So, who's child binding who now? I am an adult dwarf. I am definitely the parent in this relationship. I gave her a hug when she was crying yesterday. So that means I'm the parent. Practically family, yes. Right, right you are. Now, uh, I... Celestia, as she says the thing about the crying, starts crying a little bit <laughs> and goes off, goes off to the back room to yeah. do a bit more. Horrendous, <laughs> horrendous alcohol and tears. I say, well, good to see you again, Lucky. I suppose that's just uh, pretty much put paid to my uh, making a subtle entrance to this place. Ah, yeah. <laughs> looks like a... Looks like a bit of an interesting time. She clasps your arm in the form of Beastmaster, sort of, you know, grasp, grabs the forearm thing. Good to see you, Corson. Why don't we uh, get a drink at the pig? Maybe keep that. Uh, maybe, uh, I think maybe the maybe the Bluecoats might uh, be making a bit of investigation here. <laughs> or without disturbance. You still on good terms with Farron? Good enough, good enough. That's as much as anyone is. <clears throat> All right. She cla- uh, uh, she gives you a one-armed hug, and the pair of you make your way off towards uh, the pig, where she uh, the stuck pig, where she, nodding to Theron, takes a uh, corner booth. Uh, the I say to Theron, I believe you were saving something for me. <laughs> That's I was, and he uh, brings round the uh, the ale, having already drunk the uh, <laughs> the death charge. And also a um, and also a sm- a mug of uh, rum for uh, uh, Lucky Lucia. The <coughs> he gives you a bit of privacy, and uh, the pair of you sit down. Well, it's certainly uh, certainly a little interesting to see you back in town. And you here for the <laughs> you here for the last harvest festival tomorrow or? Oh, well, uh, I could be, but uh, actually, uh, it was something I was wondering. Aye. We've been uh, tracking a Thrynese slaver for the past uh, couple of days, and I'm not sure if you saw any of those... uh, Salty landlubbers back there, but they were apparently the only survivors of it. So I hear a bit of a sad story. Well, depending on uh, your perspective, I suppose. But no, I've uh, I was listening to their story myself. 
You ever serve on a ship with uh, red sails? Serve? No. Might know a tale or two, but um, and she drains her. She pointedly just drains her rum, sits down. Throat's a bit dry for that. Gives you a wink. What's your poison? Get me a cup of the Orcus Exo. We'll go from there. Orcus Exo. Yeah. And uh, you, it's a gold piece uh, for for a cup oh, of what is essentially like full-on Ferrosian brandy. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. She 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 gives you a a, a, a grin and a nod. All right. Clink. They call her the Scarlet Wind. The Scarlet Wind. She's a pirate ship, no privateer, and to hear the tale, to hear the tale, she's been preying on, preying on shipping everywhere from the Dragon Coast to the colonies for the past dozen years. I, uh, they say she's got a fearsome reputation, doesn't take prisoners, and doesn't accept surrenders, which is bullshit. No pirate returns down an easy capture. She can be fought off. I was lucky enough to be on a, a on a ship that did so. Who's uh, her crew? Uncertain. See, the thing is, I reckon you can you can put any set of sails up on a ship and call it the Scarlet uh, and call it the Scarlet Wind. I reckon there's two or three, given how widely spaced there are. Crew at the time was uh, proper ragtag mix. Actually, there was a lizardman amongst them, if you could believe that. All manner of races, halflings, orcs, humans, the whole lot. Curious types. Type you get from pirates, though, renegades. People looking for the uh, looking for a life uh, for a free life. But I've heard a thing or two about them making port before. Not with the sails, you know. They'll have they'll have false set. They'll have, they'll have other sails they can put up. But the thing about um, privateering as opposed to pirating, and I can't. I may have may have done that one or two or both in my time. She gives a bit of a grin. I return it. <laughs> Is that uh, unlike a privateer who has some measure of protection in a legal sense from at least one country in exchange for half of your prize well as a privateer you get legal contracts you can go places and find people who will willingly take your merchandise at a reduced rate perhaps uh, and you'll be able to spend your money in the sun so long as you don't say and she gives you another grin make port in uh, or Syria or Thrain at least during the current conflict <laughs> But a pirate, pirates got to be a bit more choosy about where they make port, especially if there's a bounty out for them. When by now the Scarlet Wind has racked up quite a bounty, so they've got to know the right black market channels. I know a guy who might know a guy. I could make since uh, since it's you and we are old friends. I could be willing to make an introduction. Those, uh, those other two in the bar fight there. They're travelling with you, are they? 
They're about the same crew I am. I think my uh, my friend might be willing to have a chat with you, and maybe them as well. He's been looking for uh, for someone to fill some fill a fill a free some free uh, slots on a job that's coming up pretty soon. And I think he'd be I think he'd appreciate some people who can handle themselves. This friend of yours have a name. Hi, and you bring your friends round and I will do a face-to-face introduction. You wouldn't have met him directly. This goes by Casimir. Let's just say uh, he has about as much love for the Arbor Master as you do. And I think he'll... Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he bought a whole round of drinks for everyone in the pig when you uh, pulled that stunt you did. So I think he'd be very happy to meet you. Well, you know, never could stand to see some prig not bought down a peg or two. Hmm. Gives you a nod. All right. How long did it take him to wash out the smell? <laughs> <laughs> oh... They say three days. <laughs> With a bath every night. <laughs> Bring your companions round. I'll be waiting here. When you're ready, he's got a bit of a place downstairs. She nods towards one of the back room doors. Right you are. I'll tell him you're coming. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, she, takes it, she, she, she puts her hand over the over your, the remains of your tankard of ale and raises her cup of whiskey gratefully. Oh, sorry, cup of brandy gratefully. Great. Yeah. You head, head back to the. You head back to the milkmaid's. Uh, oh, sorry, to the to the mermaid's milk. Um, you can see, uh, keeping a weather eye out, there are now a couple of blue coated uh, militia guards, kind of uh, not the, not standing guard, but they are they are kind of picking. Uh, you can see that they are kind of standing near the entrance, looking in. One of them kind of handed his head. Is like, oh bloody hell. Okay, I uh, pull my um, yeah uh, tricorn down slightly. Okay, and um, attempt to um, take advantage of my ha- lack of height. And just travel neatly underneath their sight lines. Make a self check. It's just It's so tiny. <laughs> That's a natural one. Oh god, <laughs> fuck. Oh. You walk straight between them and I completely mistime it and end up walking between one of their legs. <laughs> one of the legs. He looks down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And moves to clamp a hand down on your shoulder. I know you! Uh, this, no, you don't. This, this, okay, unless you, you have a choice here, <laughs> you can make an acrobatics or athletics check to try and shrug that off and escape and evade him, or you can make a deception check and try and really convince him that he doesn't know you. Oh, God. Uh, athletics. Okay. Okay, that's gonna be a. That roll was nearly really bad. <laughs> it's gonna be a twenty-one. He moves from, and you just sort of 
<laughs> and move straight forward. Uh, I'm going to say, make another stealth check because you can move between legs quite easily in this crowd. And both of them are human. Okay, that's going to be uh, 12. 8. <laughs> they immediately yeah. chase, the, both of them chase after you and you just sort of duck between legs at uh, tables and they're immediate um by the time they're both struggling pushing people past like hey, get get out of the way get out of the way you are already on the other side of the room they're searching in the wrong direction and you quickly nip into the back room where yeah. uh, celestia <laughs> and scamp are i um pull my tricon back up and uh Celestia's a weeping mess on the floor, basically. She's saying things like, oh, she's probably dead, isn't she? I mean, that's... No. Right. That's, no. that's what's happening. She's um, murdered by pirates. Sort of going on. Not necessarily. Now, um, I have something that involves all three of us here. We need to uh, go back to the, uh, the stuck pig immediately. Okay, why? That's an old friend of mine there, um, uh, who has the ability to introduce us to someone who might be able to uh, shed some further light on the situation. On the ship? The pirate ship? Yeah, red sails. Alright, let's go. Celestia lurches to her feet. Okay. Make I it like, aggressively yeah. wipes I think, the tears off her face. I think at this point you solidly failed your constitution save. Hang on, hang yeah. on. Are you wearing your backpack currently? Yes, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yes. How full is it? Um, uh, I mean, if you took your offer client out and carried it in front of you, it would have, it would have a lot more space. Okay. I'm going to take this out. Yeah, well, tried out. Right, okay. You do that, and I climb into your backpack. I strapped the old client to my shoulder, I assume yeah, it's a yeah, strap. Yeah, there's a strap as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I climbed into your backpack and climbed. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's adorable! <laughs> so Just cute! Because, Sorry. Purely because you are drunk, I would like you to make a deception check if you're heading out the front. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a halfling in my bag, everything's fine. <laughs> Actually, I'm really wait, I'm gonna get out am I like how drunk am I? Am I drunk enough for disadvantage or am I just drunk? Uh, like, because I, I assume like, I'm pretty fucking drunk to be honest. You are pretty fucking drunk. I don't know. I feel like yeah, the disadvantage. You are that. I think you, that's you've downed an entire bottle. I've downed of almost like three quarters of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. that you said it was like half a liter. Like so, yeah. yeah. Oh shit! That's a natural one, mate. Oh, you bump right into one of the two guards who's busy searching and calls, and you just can't help but go. <laughs> he looks up. Oh, what? So that's, that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you. Make another check for disadvantage. Deception check for disadvantage. I don't deserve a check for that. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, that is a. Where the fuck's my Nine. Five. Can I minor illusion the sound of a oh, cat? It's, it's a nine, not a yeah. five. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. He or five. And, um, he's, uh, and like, and he's about to. He looks, <laughs> he's opening his mouth about to questions further when you the, when the sound of a cat comes out. Like, why are you smuggling? Why, why do you have a cat? Never mind. Have you seen a Have you seen a half a halfling around here? Is about uh, two foot four. Uh, has a, <laughs> a has a big tricorn. I just swear at him. Mate, I can't even see you right now. 
least three of you. Don't shoves you out of the way. Get out of my way. We've, we've got to search the back rooms. If you have any latent psychic ability, you feel the indignancy coming <laughs> off of um, Cosmo. <laughs> your backpacker being described as two foot four. <laughs> 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 I love that that's out of this situation that's the thing that fucks him off yeah <laughs> you stumble out of the room uh, yeah, they're just doing their job he, he would respect that but the fact that they you know they, they take a short pass they go um, you make your way to the stuck pig where it's like stopping in an alleyway just behind causing Climbers out of the bag, <coughs> and um, actually, no, it would be like getting out of a um, uh, the, the cab of a, a, a lorry for causing yeah. that high up. It's like, <laughs> God, height differences are so funny. Oh, I love them. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna make an acrobatics check. <laughs> Oh, that's not oh, good. that's really bad. That's, um, I think that's, uh, that's a nine. Uh, okay, you take four points of damage from, from just, like, kind of spraining your ankle a bit as you land. Four oh, point, Jesus Ouch. Christ. I've rolled a d4. No, that's fair enough. No, that's just a bad spray. Yeah, like, oh, Jesus. Wow. I thought cats always landed on their feet. So you, you head into the, some of you more unsteadily than others. That did more damage to me than the Phil's fever. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you head somewhat unsteadily, uh, to varying degrees, each of you, into the stuck pig, where Theron um, is... Uh, where, yeah, uh, Theron, is, uh, you can see, is in the back. The, uh, Lucy is not in the, in the uh, booth, but Theron, kind of polishing a mug, meets your... Uh, uh, makes eye contact with you, uh, causing and nods to one of the back doors. Making your way over there, um, you open the door and you can see that it leads down several steps into a basement, and there is a cloying sort of floral scent okay. to the place. Floral, did you say? Yeah, floral. Mm. Um, and it's kind of sweetish. And as you come in, you can see um, it opens into another room where. A number of people, maybe eight or so, some halflings, some human, one elf, uh, are lying back on couches, smoking long pipes uh, with some sort of thick, tarry black substance in. Well, I should definitely be breathing this in when I'm this pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got the feeling you probably need to smoke it directly to get more of a high, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, make, you know, just for, yeah, just for fun, make a, make a wisdom check. Uh, anyone who wants Both to. Of us? Yeah, anyone who wants to. Ooh, three. Uh, that would be a an 18. 18? Okay. Oh, um, a 13. Okay. You, uh, Cosmin and Celestia, you can correctly work out the sub race of the elf in question. Uh, reclining on the chair, smoking opium, is indeed a high elf. Ooh. Um, but uh, you can high see elf. a high elf. A high elf. <laughs> uh, you are an absolute fucker. Yeah. Uh, at the back of the open den, however, <laughs> I lose inspiration. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the back of the 
you can see at the back of the den, standing in front of the door, of a door, is uh, Lucia, who nods to you, still holding your drink, <laughs> uh, beckons and opens the door. She sets the drink down on a table, and uh, you can see a figure behind. He's got a kind of got a broad-brimmed hat, uh, but he removes, uh, kind of looks up at you as you enter. Lucia closes the door behind uh, you as the three of you make your way, and you can see that there are. It's actually a. Uh, it, it's kind of like a square table. On one side, there is this figure seated, and there are four other seats laid out. Uh, causing your drink is laid in front of one of them. Uh, Lucia is in front. Is in front of uh, her brandy is in front of another, and there are a couple of just ales have been laid out for uh, Scamp and Celestia. And the figure kind of peers up from beneath this broad-brimmed hat with a bit of a glinting, very green eye, and goes, let me find this. So, I am told you are Corzin Hores, yes? Who wants to know? The figure removes his hat and extends one hand. And as the hat comes off, you can see this um, figure looks fairly human, for the most part. Um, has kind of very like deep dark uh, dark brown skin, not as not as almost sort of, like very deep uh, kind of like uh, ebony dark as Theron, but just like uh, more sort of Middle Eastern sort of right. in appearance. Yeah. Uh, but he has, and he has. Um, I'm going to say just black slicked back black hair but has two sleek straight spiral horns like a spiral horned antelope that kind of come back and were hidden by the hat mm-hmm. um he has uh, the tips of his fingers which are not gloved at this time are slightly green scaled uh he has viridian like proper like bright green eyes um which seem human for a moment and then revert as the thaumaturgy passes to the shape of snake eyes. And as he talks, you see he has a snaked hand, a snake, a forked tongue, and has many rings on his fingers as well, I'd just like to say. Casimir, it is a pleasure. Celestia Stradus, nice to meet you. Takes his other hand, shakes yours. Yeah, place I, I, I do. Yeah, shakes. Yeah. Shakes, so. shakes cause intense. Take a seat, take a seat. Uh, Lucia has <laughs> mentioned that uh, you've come into town. He looks around. In the spittoon, Lucia. And you can see that <laughs> Lucia has been chewing some chewing tobacco and is about to spit it out on the floor and sort of rolls her eyes. And there's a brass spittoon in one corner and she spits the water <laughs> chewing tobacco into it. Yeah. Take a seat, take a seat. <clears throat> Casimir cracks his fingers uh, against each other, uh, sits down. You can see he's got a small um, glass of wine which he takes a sip from. So, I have been wanting to meet you ever since uh, you, uh, ever since you dropped uh, old uh, Harbour Master Anker into the drink all those years ago. <laughs> it was a good prank. My but, reputation precedes me, it seems. Mm, you know, they, ha- they have a warrant for you on property damage. Property damage. 
I'd be uh, I'd be fucking insulted if it weren't so funny. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> let's see. I saw one plank. <laughs> one plank. My friend, if they catch you, I'm sure they would try and give you the get you the full month in jail just to stop you getting back on your ship. Uh, the harbour master, not so much of a sense of humour. No, well, that was after problem. Mm. So, from what I hear, <laughs> well, on to uh, business. Lucia mentions you're looking about this ship, uh, the Scarlet Wind, and where it might make its sail to allay a fear, which I believe you might have. She lo- and he looks at you, Celestia. Looks you up and down, kind of noting that you're a drow. I understand. Perhaps you had valuable cargo that you wanted to reach its destination. These things happen. If I'm honest with you, it might be cheaper for you to buy new stock, but it's not if, cargo. No, for whatever reason, then you will probably have to buy it off its new buy, off whoever buys it. You see, uh, slaves—they are worth their weight in cotton. So there is uh, maybe even silver for some. So you would not waste good cargo as a pirate. You would bring the slaves on board to sell elsewhere. So where do you reckon it's uh, taken to sell? Not here. I can tell you that much. Uh, and I have a couple of contacts to the south of here, but... We, we have ways of keeping in contact, and they've not mentioned anything. The little bit of always checking. No, I reckon they will probably... They will want to shift their cargo here on the Dragon Coast. They'll not want to sail far. The, lo- the less time you spend keeping uh, slaves on board, the less food you have to spend. The sooner you can get it to someone with the facilities to properly house them. But you don't think they'd have killed any of them if they could help it? No, not unless they uh, fought back excessively and uh, presented with guns. It is likely they may well have sur- they, they would have surrendered. Few men are willing to die for their freedom, and those that would would have probably leapt overboard and tried to swim to shore. From those that I know of uh, such types. No, I suspect they have been taken on to be sold to a new buyer. Now. I am part of what you might call an organization. I primarily help people get things that they cannot get easily themselves. Or perhaps they feel that uh, the duties and tariffs that the crown exacts are too onerous. I help uh, move things under the harbor master's watch, that sort of things. And sometimes I help move things to new owners that uh, their previous owners have desperately lost. You understand. And my organization does this all across the continent. Now I am in charge here. But perhaps I know a person in Crosswater who is more of a hub for this, who would know where those goods would be sold. Well, where's the nearest place to hear that they could be? Probably Crosswater would be the easiest drop, but there are a few places. 
a number of ports along the Dragon Coast. Perhaps they could try to sell them in on the Dragon Archipelago, but I would doubt it. They are not, except as occasional feedstock, they would not be interested in slaves and the dragon for the dragons. They have plenty enough servants of their own. No, it will be somewhere on the continent. I suspect that most of them would either be sold off to a warehouse where they would be kept for a time and then with new identification documents uh, rebranded and sent back off towards the colonies or perhaps sold as uh, menial slaves. Would they, um, when they rebranded, would they cover up the old brand? Mm, no, most likely, it is hard to convincingly uh, get rid of proper old brands. Most likely they would fake some documentation uh, over a sale and uh, cover it in that manner. Now, I could perhaps make an introduction to my uh, good friend in Crossha- uh, Crosswater, who would definitely know where, t- uh, where the uh, Crimson Wind would be putting in its sails. After all, nothing comes onto the black market without the king's knowing. <laughs> but... What do you want? My friend, we have just met, and while I have heard much of Corzin, some of Corzin's reputation, we are strangers. I would like us to be friends, and so that I know I can trust you, I would like your assistance in a little job. It pays, and... I will make the introduction for you as well. I'll tell you where you need to go and give you what you need to be recognised as someone who can be trusted. Because trust is important in our business. I, I understand. understand. Good. Now, <clears throat> there is a, a troublesome figure. Jacques Ancre, the harbour master of this town. Also, it's cleric. <laughs> He is um, problematic. He's a retired adventurer. Very powerful, very strong. Has much sway over the mayor. I mean, we have our own sway over the mayor, but he is like a weather vane in the winds. Flip-flops wherever the strongest gust is pushing him. And, well, he causes us trouble. Of late, he has annoyed me especially by uh, intercepting something of mine, which I was looking forward to receiving. These things happen, but I am eager to get that back. And besides, with this uh, operation being upset, a little embarrassment would go a good way to uh, redressing the balance. So, tomorrow, you may have heard, is Last Harvest Festival. It is the, well, it is the festival of the last harvest before the winter comes in. And uh, it is also a high holy day, certainly in these parts. It is a holy day of uh, St. Capron. So, of course, the priest, the cleric of the temple, will need to be there to perform the rites. During tomorrow at noon, the festival kicks off. And uh, for 15 minutes after that time, our dear harbormaster Anchor must perform the the rites necessary to appease the spirits, to praise the, uh, the saints. 
If not, the spirits will be annoyed. He knows this, and his uh, his work depends heavily upon such uh, conjunctions being in place. So with that in mind, he will most likely not break the, that offer any time. So that is 15 guaranteed minutes when he will be out of his house. So that is the time when I would like to rob him blind and retrieve uh, both what is important to me and a certain amount of gold, which will be freely shared in appropriate portions with everyone who assists. Now, there are a few uh, downsides. He has a certain, let us call it what it is, a gang. You have had your own tangles with them in the past, Corzin. I understand they had a bit of fun with their boots. But um, they paint themselves as something more holier than they are. They call themselves the pious, a group of uh, rough men and women who like to use their fists and their staves and their hammers to ensure that people attend church, are properly virtuous. You know the type. If they think that someone is sleeping outside of their marriage, they will go and beat them. If they think that someone is living impiously, they will go and show them the error of their ways. They're a bunch of ham-fisted brutes. Fucking exactly. busybodies, by the sound of it. I have little time for them, but they, while they do not carry firearms, because that would be the limit of what the, to- the watch could possibly tolerate, the protection of their patron allows them a certain amount of force, and they certainly do carry blunt weapons, uh, disguised, of course, as tools. So, while the, uh, while the big fish will no doubt be busy dealing with the festival, it is likely that he will leave some of his uh, lesser, uh, lesser shoal protecting the house. They will be a, a concern. This is why I'm looking for people with your skills to assist me. Mm-hmm. What is this thing? What, you... what is it that you're looking for? We need to know. Uh, is a package delivered. He has a safe in his house. I can crack a safe. That is my spe- That is one of my specialties. But right now, after a little bit, unfortunately, uh, with. The seizure of the shipment, some of my more regular crew were taken in as well. They will be out in time, but they will be spending a month or so behind bars until such time as the grease can work its way into the wheels. And I find myself bereft of or of my usual assistance. I know that he carries a good portion of gold in there as well, which will split five ways. Lucia will be acting as bodyguard and will be preparing the escape route. Uh, not bodyguard, sorry, lookout, and will be preparing the escape route. Lucia nods. My eyes are still as sharp as they ever were, even if my muscles aren't uh, what they were in my fighting days. Exactly. So you'd want us to bring you the whole safe, is that right? No, I will be coming with you. Okay. We will be breaking into the house. I want you for your assistance if things go wrong. I would also like your uh, input in preparing the plan, which we'll go into more detail on. And uh, then, if you get us get me to the safe, I will work to crack it. If we are running short of time, then we will have to take it with us. But 
if I can get the, the safe open, I can retrieve what is mine. We can take his gold, which I think will uh, hurt him in a very annoying way. And uh, we should be able to make off. Before we go into the details of the plan, which might take a while, I want to know, is this something that uh, you think you could assist me with? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Step? All right, then. He cracks his fingers. <laughs> Got nothing Enough. else to do. In that case, <laughs> let us plan a heist. And that, for tonight, is where we close. Yeah. <laughs> so many things just Absolutely. happened. Yeah. Uh, I was like having always, a small heart attack for yeah. about four hours, <laughs> but in a fun way. Thank you for playing. Thank you for listening. And farewell from us here at uh, Flintlocks and Fireballs, Fair Seas and Natural Twenties. The pen cuts deeper than the sword Makes you wish you performed male fraud She Just was carried it off like a stolen rose I'll rescue her from the rough wind's throes So gather your muskets, gather your spears We'll plunder the shores of Calcimere no crack and storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.